on this episode of This Is Game Boy. When we find that media, we'll find Dr. Wowie. Everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of This Is Game Boy. Here I am again, Mola. Hello, everybody. And with me, of course, as always, for these full episodes is E Bloody Candy. Hello. So, yeah, before we dive into this week's. I always say that. I, I should stop saying that. <laughs> this episode's game. Uh, we will, of course, talk a little bit about what have we been up to. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll let TBC start with what he has been up to. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I finished it. Finally, though. I platinumed Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 100%ed it. Took 150 hours. Um, and then they released a... What they call the, 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 the Yule Events, which is a limited time content patch. Uh, they released River Raids, which is uh, uh, a free content patch that lets you go down three different rivers for a new piece of gear, essentially, and build onto your settlement. So I did that. That took about seven hours to 100%. So did all that. Now we're waiting for the actual Valhalla paid DLC, which is Wrath of Druids, that comes out in March. That'll take us to Ireland. So, I'm assuming a St. Patty's Day release for that one. That game will never um, end. Yeah. Um, oh, I did Batman The Enemy Within, which is the Season 2 Batman Telltale game. Uh, obviously, Platinum. You just you use Platinum Telltale games if you play them. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, super good game. Super, super good game. Could not recommend this Telltale game anymore it is action-packed from start to finish there are a ton of different endings the progression of the joker in the game is so good so good uh i don't typically care for batman games all too terribly much like the batman series i kind of enjoy like i really like batman villains but the batman enemy within if you're looking for like a if you're looking for a Telltale game to play, Batman Enemy Within, super, super good. Highly recommend it. Mm. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll definitely pick it up one day because I really enjoyed the first one as well. Um, yeah, I'm not that big into Batman either. Like, I mean, I like him, but <laughs> I don't really like read the comics or, or watch all the series or anything. But yeah, I always check out things, Batman, because I do enjoy them, so... Yeah, I do want to check it, that game out as well someday. Yeah, I like the dark nature of Batman. But this season one Batman wasn't bad, you know, because you had the Penguin, Lady Lady Arkham, and... Uh... I don't remember, actually. You had Two-Face. Two-Face, Two-Face yeah. Penguin, and Lady Arkham, and a little bit of Catwoman. Uh, and this one you get... You get Joker, Catwoman, Harley Quinn, Bane, and Mr. Freeze. Alright. And and the Riddler. Like, it's 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 a lot, and it's awesome. And it progresses very well. 
Um, yeah, super, super good game. Um, then I went into did some MS DOS stuff. I did some speedruns and some playthroughs. I did Jill of the Jungle. Uh, for those that don't know, Jill of the Jungle is it came out in 1992 uh, for MS DOS, and it was it was a trilogy. So uh, it's just a basic puzzle platformer game. It takes like 20 minutes to beat. <laughs> okay. Um, it's super. It's super fun. It has some. It has some fire music though. The music of that game is so good. <laughs> um, and then I played uh, Hugo Three, the uh, the Jungle of Doom, uh, and I did some speed runs of that as well. Again, another MS DOS game that came out in 1992. The difference between the two is Hugo Three is a text based uh, game where you have to type in like. Search plane, grab this, grab that. Right. Uh, Jill the Jungle is us a left to right platformer. So yeah, yeah, I'm not um, familiar with many DOS games. Uh, basically, the only two I will always remember are uh, Commander Keen and yeah. and Secret Agent. Uh, I love those games. Boat of Apogee, of course. Uh, but yeah, I. I didn't have a computer growing up, so I haven't played many of those games. So. Yeah, Hugo is part of the part of a tr- trilogy as well too. Um, I I grew up played Hugo three and Jill of the Jungle on an old Apple two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in the early nineties, you know, and those like those are some of my first games I remember playing on the computer. So it was a uh, it was fun to get DOSBox up and running and to be actually to be able to play those games again um it was it was kind of fun but that's really all i've been up to in terms of gameplay like i said i beat batman last night uh this weekend i'm getting ready for retro month which is the entire month of march i'm playing retro games um going from i have i have a list of consoles even uh, Virtual Boy, yeah, well, being able to stream Virtual Boy, everyone's excited to watch that. Uh, <laughs> all that red and black content. <laughs> Virtual Boy, NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, Nintendo 64, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, and the OG Xbox. And y'all are probably wondering, why don't you have GameCube on there? Because I only own like six GameCube games, and I hate that console, so it's not on the list. What a shame. So, what a shame. I don't... I, don't, the, I own two good games for the GameCube. Three good games for the GameCube. Wind Waker, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time with the Master Quest, yeah, and Metal Gear. Yeah. Those are the only three good games I own. I own Brawl or Melee. I don't. No one cares about Melee. It's the worst Smash Brothers in the series. <laughs> so and there goes ninety percent of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> and we and should hire a new producer now as well. <laughs> Smash sixty four is the best Smash Brothers in the entire series, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Any game with sixty four in the title is pure garbage. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the biggest the biggest reason I don't like the GameCube is I don't like the GameCube controller. Ah, everyone hails it as this awesome controller. I absolutely hate it because I have gi- I have giant hands, and the controller <laughs> is really hard to hold with big hands. So <laughs> yeah, I love that controller. Yeah, yeah. So that's the 
So that's the biggest the biggest reason GameCube's not on there is because I just don't have that many games right, for it. Right. But uh, and Game and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance isn't on there because my Game Boy player doesn't work right now. So <laughs> everything with the GameCube is a disaster right now <laughs> for me. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm spending the weekend getting that ready. So the next time you hear from me, whether it's a light or a full episode, it's going to be a bunch of retro games instead of the newer stuff. So, but yeah, that's really all I've been up to. What have you been up to? Yeah, I haven't done much either, to be honest, uh, especially not since our last recording. Um, I This morning I beat uh, East 9, Monstrum Nox. Um, did a playthrough on the normal settings. Uh, yeah, love this game. It's absolutely amazing. I think I mentioned it before, maybe in my light that I uh, recorded before this. Um, it's a good continuation of what they established game mechanics-wise in uh, 8, uh, Lacrimosa of Dana. Um, and yeah, it, it just builds upon that. Uh, it, it's a little bit shorter than that game, a little bit more compact, which made it better, in my opinion. Um and yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the platinum on that, but I'm I'm gonna take a little break from it because like it's still an RPG, so it took me like thirty hours, so uh, an action RPG. Uh, so I I'm gonna take a little break from it, but it's gonna be easy to get back into it because it's a new game plus, so you keep uh, everything you had before. So it it will be a cakewalk to get through a nightmare mode um the only thing that i'm kind of sad about is that for one of the trophies you need to fill out all the people entries in your journal <clears throat> and this is a new game so not that much information is known about it yet but i also played it without any type of guide because the the east series are really beginner-friendly, I would say, when it comes to action RPG. So there, there's nothing really missable. Uh, but, of course, of course, there was one thing that was missable, which I, of course, missed. So now I have 77 out of 78 uh, entries in my journal. And, uh, yeah, there's no way to get that back again. Um, and New Game Plus, the one thing it doesn't keep is that thing. So I have to basically talk to everybody again it's not a big deal but i was kind of sad to find that out right i was as i was finishing up the game that i i just missed one of those things so i don't get the trophy but yeah i'll, I'll get to that in uh <clears throat> in the nightmare playthrough one day um and i also bought uh spider-man miles morales for ps4 that is um, I didn't get this game when it came out because I wanted to get it on PlayStation 5. But then I realized that I will probably not get a PlayStation 5 for the next two years. So I was <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to get it for PS4. It comes with a free upgrade for PS5 anyways, whenever uh, I might get one. I, I don't know if I'll replay it by that point. but uh, So yeah, I've started that up. Today, basically. I've only played like an hour. Um, it's, it's a good sequel to the other Spider-Man game. Like, there's nothing more I can say about it. Because uh, I haven't played that much of it. But it plays the same. The only thing I'm surprised of is... And I know that was a, an article that appeared right when the game came out. But 
I have no idea what they did with Peter Parker's face. It, 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 they changed it and it just doesn't look right. So, uh, but he's only in the game for like the intro anyway. So, uh, so yeah, that's a weird choice that they changed his face. But yeah, besides that, it's Spider-Man. I mean, everybody loved the first, Sp well, the new Spider-Man game uh, by, uh, who made it again? Insomniac, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah this is great like uh, it's just a continuation of that and it's a v short game as well which i can use right about now because i've played too many long games uh <laughs> not only in my spare time but also for for the system challenge so uh yeah looking forward to to just playing through spider-man having some fun and there's no difficulty trophies or what bullshit they throw at you it's, it's just an easy playthrough of the game without having anything to worry about so uh, it's always nice to to have that <clears throat> but yeah those are the the non-game boy games i played uh the two game boy games i have been able to play uh since my light i guess are uh the sword of hope which is a early western styled rpg but made by a japanese company uh by capco um and when i say western style i mean it's like you can't call it dungeon crawler but it kind of is like you have to like say move forward move to the left move to the right uh, check something or, or open something um but on a very low scale it, it's not super deep or anything um it's a good game but it has a lot of issues probably because it was their first attempt um Maybe on Game Boy, maybe they've made more on other systems before this, but... Yeah, like... The fighting is not so much fun because of the way they programmed it. Um, you would expect from an RPG, if you get a new weapon or a new armor, that um, your minimum value of it... Like, I'll, I'll take the sword, for example, like... Um, and, and these are just numbers I'm throwing out there. These are not the actual numbers. But let's say that the first sword you get does 1 to 10 damage. Uh, and then you get the upgrade and you would expect it to go from 0, 10 to 10, 20. No, it just goes from 0, 10 to 0, 20. So there's still... Well, 1, not 0. <laughs> unless you miss, of course. But there's still a high probability that you will hit a low number. Um, so it doesn't really feel like an upgrade at all because usually you just roll a low number anyways. Um, so that's one of the problems with that game. Like you get stronger, but you don't feel like you're getting stronger and you keep getting beaten and then you have to go all the way back because yes, you have to like go through every screen again and again and the monsters are random and you don't know when they're going to show up and... It's just those little things that start to uh, tear you down by the end of the game because you're just tired of it. You just want to move on, uh, but the game doesn't let you. Um, <clears throat> but all in all, it, it was a fun experience at least to to get through, but it took me like 11 hours, and this game could have been done in like 5 hours, basically. So uh, I've heard that the sequel is a lot better, so that's something to look forward to at least. Um, <clears throat> and then I played a little game called Nail and Scale. Uh, and Nail and Scale is something that a lot of people will probably not have heard about. Um, it's a little action puzzle game. Um, 
For the first 40 stages, it's more action than puzzle, but then it gets a little bit uh, more puzzly. But it's basically all these short rooms that can be done within a minute that you have to go through. And the way this works is you're a guy that throws nails that can uh, go into walls, and then you can jump on top of the nails and use them to platform. Uh, but you can also use them to destroy enemies or break blocks. Like if you shoot a spike into one of the blocks, you jump on top of the spike and then it breaks the block. Like it's a real simple concept at least. Um, <clears throat> But there are two things about this game that uh, are not that great. Um, and the first one is if you do not have the manual, you do not know that there is a continue system. Uh, it's one of those games uh, where they just awesome. don't give you the option to continue, but you have to hold A and press start after you game over. Uh, then you go into the level select screen. Uh, but yeah, it's in the manual, so it's not a cheat code. It's actually how they made this game. Uh, and you only have five lives, so you are going to game over. Like, there, there's no way that you're playing through this game without ever game over. And, uh, and there's no extra lives or anything like that. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, luckily we do have the manual in the database. Thank God we have that, because um, otherwise it would have been a, a whole other game. Um, and there's two modes in this game, easy and hard. Easy uh, gives you a higher jump, which makes it a lot easier, definitely. And like hard mode also has like a three minute timer on each level. But again, none of the levels should take you that long, except for the more puzzly ones that you have to figure out first, but, uh, but yeah. Um, but a second thing that I came across, and this broke the game for me, I, I actually got really mad at this. Um, so if you continue, you just continue from the last stage you were on, even though you go to a level select. But it, it always stays on the last level you were at. Uh, but I played through the game, I got until level 47, uh, there's 50 in the game, so I was almost at the end. And I couldn't figure out what to do at all in that room like nothing was possible uh so after like what 15 minutes i was like i need to look this up like there's no other way maybe i'm totally stupid right now but i feel like there's no way to do this so i look at the walkthrough on game facts and the walkthrough says, oh yeah, but you have to use one of your bomb uh, things, uh, bomb nails. That's like an, an item you can pick up to destroy a block and then you can progress and, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I have no bomb nails at all. Like, you just start clean if you continue. Like, I don't have anything. My like, that can't be the way. And then I looked up John Carl's playthrough and lo and behold, he was stuck on the same part because he didn't have any bomb thingies, so he had to back travel to a previous level, stock up on bomb nails, just to get through that stage. So that's what I had to do as well. Um, and sadly, stage 46 is one of the dumbest stages in that entire game, where you, yes, you can pick up a lot of bomb thingies, but you also have to kill yourself a few times just to have a stock that you can carry over to the next level. So. I think it's an oversight, honestly, from the programmers that they were like, oh, you're supposed to actually have an inventory before you get there and then you can easily do this. 
But if you game over and you have nothing, you're totally stuck there. You've softlocked yourself out of the rest of the game. So, yeah, it, it's really weird because none of the other stages, none that come before, none that come after, yeah, there's only two, of course, but they don't require that at all. So I think it's just an oversight. And that's really sad because otherwise this is a really, really fun uh, fun game. So, But yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind for people who are trying to pick this up. And I do recommend you pick this up because it's super fun. But yeah, luckily you can do the level select and go back. But yeah, if you don't have bomb nails and I think you need... Uh, I went in with, with seven... And that was barely enough, so... Yeah. Very sad that, that they ruined the game with that thing, actually. I mean, it's a pretty easy fix for that. Just put in the Game Genie. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it has a few... T like, the continue system... Like, if you don't have the manual, you're screwed. And, and that thing, like... It, it's weird. Because otherwise, it's a perfectly fun game, and... That just just kind of ruined it, but yeah, yeah, that's all I have been playing. Uh, so not that much, sadly. Oh, looks like a copy of Nail and Scales, about twenty five bucks. Oh yeah, I don't think it's that an expensive game or anything. Well, the cover art looks baller on it. There's dragons in the game. Yeah. Oh, it's Data East game. Oh heck yeah. I'd probably play that then. I, I like Data East games. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool game. Just be aware of those two things, and and you'll be fine. Complete in box ninety dollars. We've had this discussion earlier before <laughs> we started recording. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn retro market right now. <laughs> yeah, I watched you play Sword of Hope a bit, and I watched you get stuck. Or not, maybe not stuck, but like you were missing a seed, so. Right, yeah. Like, it's an old RPG, so of course it's a little bit uh, esoteric on, on telling you what to do. But there's like, uh, but that that thing just didn't show up. There's a way to get hints in the game, and they do help you. But this was just an oversight from me because I had no idea this was part of the game. But. Sometimes you have to talk to people twice to advance, and I just didn't realize that. So, uh, oh, yeah, but, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Besides that, I got stuck on a few things, but I eventually figured it out. It, it's not that hard, but uh, the the biggest gripe with that game is like having to redo so much every time. Uh, so, I I never played the first one. I've, I've played the second Sword of Hope, which is actually pretty good. I haven't played the first one. Yeah. And I haven't played a Yeast game yet either. I own two of them, but I have, I have yet to play them. Yeah, I always recommend these games. Like, it doesn't even matter which version or a remake or whatever. Uh, like, maybe the, the very first ones are a little bit outdated at this point, but every Yeast game I've ever played in my life, I absolutely enjoyed, so... I've heard nothing but good things about them. Yeah. I've watched speedruns of them during um, during Handheld Hero, when that was a, a thing still. But yeah, I, I've personally have never played one. Yeah, a lot of people don't like the original ones. Like I think it's one 
2, 3 and 4 uh, because combat is uh, bump combat. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's like you, you can't slash your sword or anything, you literally run into enemies uh, to level up. So it's kind of weird, but uh, but they're, they're all super cool in my opinion. Well, that's all we've been up to. Pretty boring. Pretty boring lives right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode is kind of a interesting episode because we typically don't cover quote unquote big name <clears throat> games, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. The 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 reason for it is, is everybody knows already. We're gonna talk about Mega Man Doctor Wily's Revenge, um, but. The thing is why I wanted to do this episode because this, I like was like, do you want to do Mega Man or I don't remember what my other choice was. But the reason I, I wanted to do an episode on this um, and maybe in the future the other Mega Man games, who knows. Uh, but still a lot of times when um, I'm looking at somebody streaming one of these games, people still come in and they are like... Huh, there's Mega Man on Game Boy? I never knew that. And that always catches me by surprise because this is one of the biggest gaming IPs out there. Um, and everybody like knows that there's Mario on Game Boy, there's Kirby on Game Boy. Of course, Kirby started on Game Boy. Um, they know Wario is from Game Boy. Like, they know Castlevania is on Game Boy. But for some reason, people are always surprised that there's Mega Man on Game Boy. And there's five of them, even. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that always catches me by surprise. And that's why I wanted to do an episode about Mega Man, for sure. Because maybe a lot of people just don't realize there's actually a Mega Man series on Game Boy. So, yeah. And they're good. Yeah, well... Well, except for <laughs> two of them. Yeah. But... <laughs> well, four of them are good. <laughs> and, one, and one is there. <laughs> one exists. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about Mega Man... Mega, Mega Man 1, Dr. Wily's Revenge, or Rockman World 1. Uh, when we come back, stay tuned. everybody hope you enjoyed Enker's theme from Wily Wily's Fortress 1 um, and we'll be going over Enker here short kind of kind of shortly I guess yeah. depends how fast I want to talk yeah even people who uh, don't know this game might know that song because it was in uh, Mega Man 10 I believe oh really yeah I never played 10 I stopped after 7 I played 11, but anyway, uh, tangent, uh, <laughs> release date. So obviously Japan got it first. 
uh, came out on July 26, 1991 in Japan, December of 1991 in the U.S., 1992 in Europe, and holy smokes, 1995 in Australia. Yeah, I don't know what that is about. <laughs> Take that, Australia. Mm, very weird. Uh, but yeah, just you just don't... as a, a general thing to keep in mind is that this game basically came out a few months after the release of Mega Man 4 for NES. So there, there were already yeah. four Mega Man games before this one. Mega Man. Yeah, this is pretty early still in the Game Boy life cycle. Remember, the Game Boy came out in 89. This is 91, so two what two years later, it's still fairly early in the Mega Man or the, the in the Game Boy Life yeah. cycle. So, uh, developed by Mina Minakushi Engineering. Mm-hmm. Yep, not by uh, Capcom, but by Minakushi nope. Engineering, who don't exist uh, anymore, sadly. But uh, I've never even heard of them. <laughs> yeah, you well. Um, if you, and I don't know if we mentioned it back then, actually, uh, but if you listen to our very first episode of the podcast, when we talked about oh, Solar, Solar Striker, Striker, they made it. Well, they made it together with R&D 1, of course, of, uh, yeah. of Nintendo, but uh, yeah, they were responsible for this, and they have been responsible for a lot uh, of other games you definitely know. Uh uh, for Bionic a, Commando? Yeah, the, the, wow. the Game Boy version, uh, which is different than the NES version. Uh, it is, yeah. And they also, of course, made Mega Man 3, Mega Man 4, and Mega Man 5 for Game Boy. Uh, we'll get we'll get to that one day, maybe. Uh, why, did, why 2 was <laughs> not made by them. Um, but they also made The Wily Wars on Genesis. Um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not that great, of course. But something they oh, don't realize, yeah, they made X three for the Super Nintendo. Oh. And that's about all they did. They they made a few water games, but nothing that anybody will uh, remember, sadly. But that's that's basically oh, all they did. They did Turbo Force on the arcade. Yes. Okay, I know who these people are now. Okay. Yeah. Good job, Minakuchi Engineering. Yeah. You made a good childhood. Uh, and you put you have a quote here. Quote from in. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Inaf, in, Inafun? Inafune. Inafune, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the creator of Mega Man. Yeah, so um, like I have the Mega Man and uh, Mega Man X uh, art collection, twenty fifth anniversary, blah 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 book. So there, there's a few quotes uh, in there. Um, so. Uh, about this game, he had to say, and because we're talking about the developer, um, this was the first Mega Man game ever to be outsourced. Um, yes, there was a DOS game, but it was actually just made by a fan. Uh, wasn't actually uh, made by a... Well, outsourced. They're, they're like they, they didn't ask for that. They just saw it and they were like, oh yeah, you can put, uh, put our name on that for some reason. Um, <laughs> so I was curious about what kind of Mega Man game an outsider would create. The team leader of World 1, because it's Rockman World in, uh, in Japan, was a huge Mega Man fan and I could see right away that he really got it. In some ways, you might say he understood Mega Man better than some of our own people. Um, I think this was the main reason Rockman World 1 turned out so well. And I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> 
published by Capcom slash Nintendo, yeah. obviously. And then composer Ma- Ma- Makoto Tomo- Tomozawa. I'm so awful with names. <laughs> I can barely pronounce my own name. But um, I gotta open up that linky link here. Mega Man Legend series. Oh, they've done a ton. Yeah, so, he's an in-house yeah. composer for Capcom. Yeah, so Mega Man, Resident Evil, Dino Crisis. Now that's a game. Um, Street Fighter. So yeah, lots of lots of banger soundtracks from from this person. That's for sure. Uh, composition and arrangement for most of the most of the OST for Doctor Wily's Revenge. Even the unused uh, song, which I believe you have queued up yes, for this episode. Absolutely. So yeah, very good composer. Uh, you will definitely have heard a lot of his songs throughout the years. Plot. Oh boy, where's the plot at? Oh, there it is. It's not a lot of plot. Uh, I can I can do the plot. Yeah. Just the old headphones here. Crack the back, you know. Gotta get ready. Old old man, gotta get ready to read a a page here. Uh, the, this person did not scan this manual very well. The six is cut off on the bottom. Um. <clears throat> he's a mad, 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 mad scientist. Mega Man, once again, you must save the world because Dr. Wily just won't stop. This time, the unbelievably insane scientist has restored eight of the robot masters you previ- previously mashed into metal marmalade. I haven't read the word marmalade in years. Four of them, Iceman, Electric Man, Cut Man, and Fire Man, are running wild and tearing up the town. Those are the nice ones. Another four, Quick Man, Heat Man, Bubble Man, and Flash Man are lurking in Dr. Wily's complex with a factory full of industrial strength robot smashers that you won't believe. But that's nothing compared to what you'll face in Dr. Wily's space node. So load up the plasma cannon, Mega Man. It's time to get the lead out. Yeah, there's your plot. (laughs) Um, You can definitely notice that Whoever wrote the actual story for the manual has no idea what Mega Man is. <laughs> <laughs> and they just wrote something that sounded cool for the 90s, like mashed into metal marmalade. That's that's so 90s. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he definitely has no idea what Mega Man is. But basically, this is a spin-off series of the, uh, of the Mega Man franchise. So it's not confirmed nor denied that this takes place in the same universe um it kind of does but it's just like an in-between game or something you would say and as if i remember correctly uh in the archie Mega Man comics they do tie Mega Man one in really good with the overall story so um definitely check that out if you haven't read any of those comics i really enjoyed them when I read them, it's been a few years. Uh, 
I think I, I, I think I stopped after the Mega Man 3 plot, uh, if I remember correctly. But they did tie it in very nicely there. But yeah, basically, Dr. Wily is up to his old shenanigans again, and he has resurrected, or rebuilt, I guess, um, some of the old robots from Mega Man 1 and Mega Man 2. Uh, and that will yeah. become more clear when we talk about uh, what is happening in the game itself. Yeah, that's always that's, that's one thing I've always appreciated about the Mega Man Game Boy games, with the exception of five, because that's its own it's its own thing, is that they always combined two of the Mega Mans together. Yeah, I always appreciated that. But uh, yeah, diving into gameplay, oh. it's a Mega Man game. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, <laughs> the gameplay. Yeah, like, it's a, nobody knows how to play Mega Man. It's a Mega Man game. Yeah. You press B to shoot your lemons. You press A to jump. Start goes into your inventory or your weapon select screen. Uh, the great thing about this Mega Man, though, there is no rush jet or no rush at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everything kind of just fits on one screen. You know, there's no like menu paging or anything like that at all. Um, yeah, yeah. And as this kind of takes place after one and two, uh, Mega Man does not have a slide yet, or does not have a, uh, a charge, charge yeah. yet. So uh, they really did a good job of. Tying it into the actual series um, and looking at the source material and being like, oh, you know what? Um, he doesn't have that yet. And it's also a good way to start making one of these games, basically, because you don't have to worry about those mechanics yet. Um, and again, it's a very early Game Boy game as well. So um, Minakuchi Engineering, besides Solar Striker, didn't have that much experience with the Game Boy yet. So it was a really good idea of uh, stripping him from those power-ups, basically, to uh, to make this game. Yeah, it's a it's a pure Mega Man. Let's put it that way. Yeah, very pure. Um, so yeah, let's dive into the stages. So right away, you're immediate as soon as you press start, you're immediately greeted with the first four robot masters that we just went over: Cutman, Electman, Iceman, and uh, Fireman. Yeah. So they didn't in, um, they didn't include uh, Bomb Man or Gutsman. Gutsman, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Mega Man One only had six Robot Masters. That's right. Yeah, um, they retconned that, of course, during Mega Man Powered Up for PSP, where they introduced Oil Man and Time Man. Um, and I think, if I remember correctly, they were supposed to be in the very first Mega Man game for NES, but they just ran out of space, basically. You'll have that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll basically just go in order. Uh, Cutman, uh, top left corner option. Cutman has 19 hit points and does 4 attack damage. Uh, we'll call this the first stage, because like, mo- like what most Mega Mans, you can choose which stage is your first stage. Mm-hmm, but uh, call it, we'll call this the first stage. But this being the actual first stage, because most people are just going to click on Cutman to begin with, this is a very tough stage. Yes. Just right out of the gate. Like, this is a very hard stage. Uh, you are introduced to enemies 
literally as soon as you spawn in, as soon as you tap right for a couple seconds, you're greeted with a sprinkler that shoots lemons at you in a in a wheel of doom uh, <laughs> that comes flying at you. I don't know their actual names. I actually tried to look them up in the manual, but they're not in the manual. They're not in the so manual, them- but in true Mega Man fashion, they show the names during the credits. So they're the sprinkler and the wheel of doom. Um, <laughs> they, oh, I'm trying to remember now, but I think it's just you don't even know the screwy and oh boy, yeah. The other one I do the 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 that fireball thingy I can't come up with right now. I'll just load up the credits. Meanwhile, oh, that's a fireball. It's kind of. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a. I thought it was a wheel. It's some kind of wheel fireball. Whatever. <laughs> Um, the first section of the stage introduces basically the main enemies of the stage, which are the, the, the sprinklers that shoot lemons and the wheels of doom. Um, those are your the, the two enemies you'll commonly come across this entire stage. Um, the stage does have a lot of tight platforming. Um, and by tight, I mean like one block jumps over pits uh, while dealing with the sprinklers and the wheels of doom. <laughs> and in much like in Mega Man, Mega Man fashion, if you get hit, you kind of get pushed backwards, you know, whatever way that you're facing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're standing on the edge near a pit and you get hit, chances are you're going to fall into the pit and die. Um, as you progress through the stage, you're going to end up with conveyor belts that move you left or right automatically. And then if you move in the direction that they're going, you, you make Mega Man move a bit faster. Um, this also is present in platforming as well, too, where you have to jump over pits onto other conveyor belts while dodging the, the wheels of doom cutting, cutting wheel. That's what it's called. Um... So you have the cutting wheel where if you get it usually typically starts on the ceiling and as you approach it, it drops from the ceiling and it revs up and spins at you until you either A kill it or it flies off the platform to its own death. Um, and while on a conveyor belt, that can be uh that can be a little tricky at times because, well, you're trying to stay on a conveyor belt that's moving all while trying to avoid a, a cutting wheel or the wheel of doom. As you would, um, so it's a it's there's a little bit of anxiety that kind of ensues right away with the game, but as you do progress through the game, uh, you do come across what is the the uh, the big eye and the sniper Joe. Um, <coughs> the sniper Joe is well your 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 Joe. He has the shield up. He's gonna shoot three shots at you and put the shield back up. While the shield is down and he's shooting at you, that's your chance to kind of lay into him with uh, just jumping in between the shots because the shots are spaced enough for Mega Man to jump in between of them. Uh, when the shield is up, your shots just get reflected, dinged off. Uh, the big eye. The big eye is kind of a jerk because the big eye can do two things. He can either do a short jump or a or a tall jump. Since you can't slide in the game, you're really hoping for a tall jump to just run underneath of it. But chances are it's going to do a short jump and just do a bunch of damage to you right away. Uh, I personally never fight these things. I just either run through them or run underneath them if I'm lucky enough because I just don't like to deal with them because they take too long to kill. Yeah, this is a 
one of the problems that this game has with some of the rooms uh, they designs. Um, first of all, you have to definitely take in mind the graphics for this game. Uh, they did not go with like a downsized version of anything. Um, they literally took no. the NES sprites and uh, used those, which in my opinion is the best idea that they could have done. Um, I don't think Mega Man would have worked well if they would have uh, changed the sprites into something more of a style like they did with Super Mario Land 1. Maybe a little bigger than that, but anyways. But I think it was a very good choice of them to just basically do a one-on-one -on -one conversion when it comes to the sprites. Um, they did change the levels, of course. Like, this is not a port of the NES version. This is not based on the NES version besides the enemies and the the robots that you will encounter in the game uh all of these stages are original designs so um it's definitely yes. not a conversion of that at all but with using those large sprites for a game boy game you always come across a big problem there is just not enough room for maneuverability um <clears throat> in most of the screens this is not a problem because the level design actually works around that so you do have uh, the ability to move out of the way whenever you have to but when it comes to this first room with a big eye in it it is one of the worst it's probably the worst room in the game um yeah. it comes after a checkpoint sadly um if the checkpoint would have been after that it, it would have been fine but at this point in the game unless you have fought any of the other robots with I highly do not recommend. Um, no, like Cut no. Cutman is just the best stage to start with. Uh, let's just go with that. You have no real way to defeat the big guy, and like uh, okay. like EBC said, the big guy can do do can do two things: short jump or high jump, and seventy five percent of the time it will be a short jump. So you just have to take the damage from him. There, there's just no way around it. Even if you could shoot him, there's no way around it. You will get hit by him. And it takes one-third of your life away. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a badly done room, sadly. If they would have put a Sniper Joe in there, it would have been perfectly fine. But they had to go with the big eye for some variation, which I get. Um, but it's just a very, very horrible uh, enemy to put there and get around. And... It yeah. will scare a lot of people for sure. Um, like the only way to basically destroy big eyes in this game is with Cutman's weapon, which you don't have at this point, of course, or with uh, and, and bubble or bubble, yeah. which you will not get anytime soon either. So yeah, it's it's just a weird room to put there for sure. Yeah, and then we have the we have the super cutters too, which are I call them Pac Man. Yeah, <laughs> but um. They're basically, uh, they look like a Pac-Man that kind of circle around a, a fixed point uh, with a choppy motion yeah. that you can either just run past some of the times depending on the pattern or just do a couple jumps through them and you're perfectly fine. Um, they, they are kind of littered towards the end of the stage, but they really don't pose that big of a threat. They're just kind of there to be there. Mm -hmm. If you know their um, pattern, you know how to avoid them easily. Yeah. But like how like we said like go to Cutman first. Cutman does have a weakness and it is fire. It's yeah. Firestorm. Yeah, but... they do have weaknesses like in all. Yeah, if you can defeat another boss, <laughs> you can use it for sure. But 
but trust you'll you'll want to start with cut man because you're gonna make fireman stage a lot easier with cut man yeah. done um cut man is a brutally hard fight in my opinion it is the hardest fight in the game yeah. no doubt um, about it uh yeah he, uh, he's Cutman just very a, hectic. Yeah, he's he's so spontaneous that it's really hard to like get what's about to happen. So Cutman can do a few things. Um, even the patterns are quote unquote simple because he kind of just does the same things like a jump and a throw. He can do them really just like whenever he wants, and depending on your timing and how you're set up there's a chance that you're gonna get bodied by Cutman, and getting bodied by Cutman does a lot of damage um <clears throat> i was actually trying to find the numbers of how much damage this stuff did but i i couldn't find actual numbers i could find hit points of like yeah for for him it's four it like it doesn't matter if he hits you with his body or with his sexual gutter, it's it's always going to be four damage. Is it? Okay. Yeah, and I think in this game you have... You have you have 19 hit Yeah, points. so... Not 20, 19 for some reason. <laughs> so, um, so Cut, Cutman can do a couple things. He, he can run at you, stop abruptly, and then throw his cutter... Which is a cutter itself is really easy to avoid. It's just jump over it, shoot, jump over it, shoot. Uh, Cutman can either throw the cutter again or he's going to run and jump at you. And if you're too far away, you're not going to be able to get underneath Cutman. So you're going to take four damage right then and there. And if you're not ready for it, Cutman can just turn around and jump over you again. And if you're not ready for that jump again, you're going to take an additional four damage. Um... The, the, the fight is uh, it's super, super hectic, and you have to be on your toes at, at all times for the fight. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're pro- if, you're going in, if you're going into the fight without full health, you're probably guaranteed to die. Um, and even when you go into the fight with full health, you're, uh, you're, you may come out of it with a couple of hit points left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a very hard fight, but once you get through it, you have by far probably the best weapon and by far the most useful weapon in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's Cutman, and then you and then in true Mega Man fashion again, once you defeat a robot master, yeah. Yeah, blink out, then you get the the little scene at the end, the cutscene saying that you got, you know, whatever weapon that you obtained from that robot master. In this case, it's uh, um, ro- rolling cutter. So, yeah, that about does it that's for cut, for that's, the cutting stage. Cut, man, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, afterwards, the best uh, route to take really is going to Elecman. Um, and Elecman is a little bit different of a stage instead of just your typical left to right. This is a vertical stage uh, going from the bottom to the top because you're basically climbing like a, an electric tower. Um, this yep. stage is more about platforming than actually battling, um, which is yeah. good. Um, 
But yeah, Elect Man will be at the bottom left. Not Electric Man like <laughs> like the annual set. I've never heard him being called Electric Man. That's so funny. But yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the bottom left one. So uh, his weakness is the Rolling Cutter. So you definitely wanna wanna go there. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, like I said, this is like more of a platforming stage and it shows you right at the start that it is going to be a platforming stage because lo and behold, there are the Yoku blocks uh, <laughs> immediately from the start. So for people who don't know what Yoku blocks are, those are not the official name, um, but we have... Uh, we have taken up that name. Um, it's those disappearing blocks you see throughout the Mega Man games. Uh, where Yoku comes from is from a fan game, actually. Uh, is it Unlimited? Yeah, Mega Man Unlimited. Uh, yeah. One of the best fan games ever made. Um, but uh, there is a hidden boss in that game. Um, made by, not the, the actual team, but one of the the people working in the background on some music and on some uh, on some designs uh, called Star Sims. Um, it's been a while since I've spoken to him, but uh, we did speak for quite a while. But yeah, he made the secret boss for that game who's called Yoku Man. And Yoku Man is basically the guy who creates those blocks. So ever since that game came out, everybody just <laughs> keeps calling the the disappearing blocks yoku blocks and it's also a lot easier to just say that uh instead of yes. disappearing blocks so yeah yoku blocks they are so yeah you'll have to deal with that a lot there's also a lot of electricity you will need to avoid throughout this stage and there's a lot of fans that will blow you backwards um so that that's the main hazard in this stage there are a few enemies um the good old Susies are there um, if you ever played a Mega Man game, you definitely recognize those. It's those square guys with uh, with an eye in the middle that go from the left to the right or from the top to the bottom and are stationary. Um, it's the first time we'll see them. Well, these guys have been called a lot of things. Um, the metals. This is the first time you'll see them. It's those helmets that are on the ground that open up and you can shoot them. Um, and it also has the Kaminari Goro, which is a guy that's on a cloud that throws thunder at you. And if you defeat him, you can jump up on his cloud, basically. Just like Air Man, Sage, and Mega Man 2. <clears throat> yeah, that's where they come from, indeed. Um, so yeah, that's basically this entire stage. You keep going upwards and upwards, trying to avoid obstacles, mostly. Uh, just spikes and bits and things like that. Um, most of the screens you can fall down, so you just go back to a lower level, but there are a few transitionary uh, parts where you actually die if you fall uh, in the pit, as they call it. But yeah, after the long climb, you'll be at the top. There's another big guy waiting for you, but luckily you have the rolling cutter available for you. Um, and like EBC said, it's the most useful weapon in the entire game. Like, the entire game you will be using this, basically. Yes. Um, you can easily kill him and the Susies and all the other guys in this uh, stage just with one hit, basically. Um, for the big guy, it takes some timing because he's only vulnerable when he jumps, of course. But yeah, he's, he's at least defeatable there. Um, and after one more metal tries to stop you, you just jump down into Electman. Yep. And Electman is real easy uh, since you have Electman's weakness, uh, Rolling Cutter. 
Uh, Electman does 4 to 10 damage, and the reason it's 4 to 10 is if you initially get hit by the electric beam, it's 4 damage. But if you stay in the electric beam, it will it will rack up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, you have, ni- you have 19 hit points. Um, so the, the rolling cutter does 8 damage of hit points to a Luckman with one hit. So basically you kind of get a little close to a, to a Luckman, throw your rolling cutter, two or three rolling cutters depending on how far away you are. If you miss one, a Luckman's dead in a blink of an eye basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, the good thing with rolling cutter is that um, normally it would indeed take three hits to defeat Electman because he has that much health, of course. But um, the way rolling cutter works is that if you can shoot it through an enemy, it rolls back to you so you can do a yeah. double hit. So basically you only have to shoot twice uh, and then Electman will be dead. Like It's the easiest fight in the game when you have the weakness. Otherwise, yes. it's a mess because it's uh, kind of a disaster. Yeah, like I haven't been able to do it casually, and I've not tried it with safe states or anything. But dodging the leg beam, that is that is some uh, some shit. Yeah, keep that in legs. <laughs> that is some shit. <laughs> but but ding. Yeah, <laughs> it basically <laughs> envelops half of the screen so you really it it comes in an arc like in a sinus wave is that what they call it or a cosinus wave in in one of those waves um so you have to jump very 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 precisely to uh to actually avoid that thing so yeah yeah i've i've done a like man buster once and i i i would prefer to not do uh buster only a like man again yeah He's not the only robot master I would choose not to do Buster <laughs> true, only again either, true. but he is the first one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, once you defeat Electman, we move on to Iceman stage. Personally, this is my favorite stage of the game. Um, so he's a top right option. Has 19, all these robot masters have nineteen hit points, not twenty, but nineteen. Yeah, just like uh, Ice. Yeah. yeah, Iceman can do five to ten damage to you pretty quick if you're not careful enough but once you uh, once you like i said once you defeat a like man and you obtain thunder beam you can move on to Iceman because thunder beam is Iceman's weakness um and already reading the name Iceman, you should already know that this is going to include ice um not just any old ice too very slippery ice that you can stop on a dime on which is kind of interesting in itself. Uh, so upon me, upon spawning into the stage immediately, you have a what's the helicopter name? Is a squarm? No, that's the Bumby Harry. Um, Bumby Harry. Yeah. Okay, I call it the I call it the, the helicopter on Xanax <laughs> in the notes. Yeah, another trope um, when it comes to Mega Man games, they do show the um, enemy names during the credits, but only like half of them get translated properly or at all. So, yeah, Harry is probably Halley for helicopter. Bumby, I have no idea where that comes from, but it's like a lot of English names. So they're really fun sometimes <laughs> to see. 
so yeah, so you have a Bunby Harry. Literally, as soon as you blink into the stage, you have one on the right side of the screen coming at you. And the issue with these enemies die in one hit. Like, yeah. they're not much of a nuisance. But if you miss them and get too close, they start to dive bomb you. And they they do not leave you alone until you're, you are just dead. Or you can miraculously get out of their dive bomb, like circle yeah. basically um they're not an issue until they become an issue Indeed, <laughs> basically yeah. um the stage here is just basically understanding how to stop mega man on ice and here's the trick jump so as you're sliding across the ice in this game just jump if you jump straight up mega man will stop sliding on the ice um, that's really the big, uh, that's the basic understanding of how to get through most of the stage, because most of the stage is going to be on ice. Um, the, the big catch to this stage is the dropping icicles. So, also this stage introduces a lot of spike pits, because there's a lot of one block jumping in here, and the problem with Dr. Wily's Revenge much like other older Mega Man games, is if you're in mid-jump and you collect a refill, mm -hmm. whether it's health or an energy refill, Mega Man loses his momentum. Yeah. And Mega Man will fall straight down, and if you're over a, a pit, you fall straight down into that pit and you will die. As you're jumping from these block-to-block platforms, you are killing the Bunby Harrys, as you're jumping, and Bunby Harry's have a chance to drop stuff. So, casually, it's not too bad. You can just kind of hang back, jump up, shoot, jump forward, jump up, shoot, jump forward type deal. It's not a terrible thing, but as a speedrunner, it's it's a, it's an anxiety-inducing stage. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, as you progress through the stage, you come across the ice platforms where you can just jump to stop Mega Man. But then you, you were like, well, I can't reach this ladder and I don't have Rush Coil. What am I supposed to do? Well, at the top of the stage, icicles are going to be dropping down. These icicles do, I think, one or two damage to you. Um, and you jump on top of the icicles and you can jump to the higher platforms or to the ladder. Uh, there are pixel places where you can stand and the icicles won't hurt you and you can just jump up on top of them, but that's speedrunner stuff and we don't care about that. <laughs> um, so the icicles drop down to use those as your booster blocks to get to the ladder. And most of the ladders are over spike blocks, so if you misjudge your jump or you're not pressing up when you get to the ladder, you're going to die. Um, really, that's about... And then, then the, end, the end of the stage. end of the stage is brutal. Uh, it's a lot of tight jumps over pits with a ton of enemies across. So you have a Bunby Harry right off the get-go that wants to dive bomb you while a Sniper Joe is shooting at you. So you want to take out the Bunby Harry then take out the Sniper Joe. Then as you jump through this, you have a couple of other Bunby Harrys coming. Then you have the Squirms, which are the little wormy boys that come from the ground. You can roller cutter, you can roll, rolling, roller cutting, roller, roll, whatever it's called. Cut, cut, roll everything in its path. <laughs> Just have to take your time to get through it. Once you get to the end, then you can drop down and fight, fight Iceman. Turn on your Thunder Beam from a Luck Man. You'll want to jump and dodge that first ice attack that Iceman shoots at you, and then about three or four beams will take down Iceman. Yeah. And there's no like mashing select in this game, like there is a Mega Man One <laughs> no. NES. Like, there's no, like, hitting select. 
in at certain times to deal a bunch of damage. It's just you have to shoot the beam to make it work. So. Yeah, but all in all, this this is a fair stage. It is, except for, in my opinion, the second spike room, um, which. I still don't know how to do without taking damage. Like, I've been doing that since I was a little kid, and I'm still doing it, because it's also the speedrun route you take there, but I have no idea how to actually do that part without get, taking damage, but maybe that's just... Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, no. But yeah, the, the ice physics are weird, having to keep in mind that you drop down when you pick up a, a refill is... Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. stressful, but, not, but yeah. Yeah, we're not done with ice blocks in this game yet. The ice blocks make... There are special ice blocks that appear in Iceman stage that you won't have to deal with all that much, but they reappear in the Wily Fortress that we'll go over when we get to that level. Yeah. But yeah, now we come to our final of the first four Robot Masters, which is Fireman. Um, the longest stage. The longest stage, and also probably the hardest stage to do. The hardest stage that is to do uh, yes. without any power ups, because um, it has some some nifty things hidden in it that you actually need a power up for to do it properly. Um, yeah. So and 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 I think that's also why um, Gutman first is better than Fireman first. The Fireman fight with Buster only is one of the easiest things to do for sure, but it's just a stage yep. that is impossible, Sucks. basically. I mean, it's it is hard. possible. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but yeah so uh, Fireman starts with, uh, with a very normal type of uh, corridor, I would say, which has five Susies in it for some reason yeah. um and you start dropping down you see a little bit more susies in your way nothing really special but then you come to the first part which is a platforming <laughs> part uh which basically consists of you jumping over tiny pillars uh trying to avoid falling into the quote-unquote lava pits down below um of course they put some extra things in your way to make sure that you do fall in as uh there will be more bunby harrys trying to get in your way, but also these flamethrower beams uh, that try to stop you, as well as another Sniper Joe, because that guy is literally everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's pretty standard. It's, it's just avoiding uh, the hazards and getting through that part. Uh, and then you have to jump through a little fall of chankies. Uh, those are those fireball things that you see floating around in the stage. Uh, you have to jump through that, and then you come to the Chanky Maker Hall number one. And here's a part that preferably you have an actual uh, weapon you can use. So there are three ways, well, two ways to deal with them. Uh, you can either use the Elect Beam or the Rolling Cutter, like we have been using uh, throughout the rest of the game, basically, to take these guys out quickly. But these are those big robots that actually throw those uh, chankies at you. So <clears throat> that's where they come from. They do, they do a lot of damage if they touch you as well. If they touch you, indeed. It's basically a big guy, but uh, stationary, and he throws, uh, throws fireballs at yeah. you. Uh, but yeah, you can deal with them with the leg beam or with... Uh, with the rolling cutter easily if you know how to avoid their throwing because depending on your position they will either throw very far or 
very close to them so you might get hit um but yeah it's basically a hallway full of these guys and at the end of course he's there again it's sniper joe because he's always there um so yeah once you get through that you go up a little bit you come across yet again another sniper joe that guy flips all over the place unbelievable he is actually the final boss of this game no he's not but he's there a lot um <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> might as well be yeah um but yeah once you uh, pass that guy you come to another long hallway filled with uh, more uh, screwdrivers more of those flamethrower wall thingies chankies flying all over the place Bunby harry's trying to push you back into the lava but yeah as you can hear there's a lot going on here and having a power up just really really <laughs> helps here um yeah. especially when it comes to those fire throwers if you have a little trouble um getting through those you can always use the ice beam to uh, freeze them basically and then you can stand on top of them and things like that and they won't hurt you uh, that ice beam will also come in handy in the next two screens i believe uh, where the floor basically is a uh, gas furnace with a moving flame um, if you know how it works you can just jump over it it's definitely doable but if you just want an easy time you can just use an ice uh beam again and freeze it so you can pass through it easily um you drop down a few screens and then we come to the chanky maker hallway number two so it's just another hallway a little bit uh less maneuverable because it's it's like it has a roof this time around but it's just filled with chanky maker so again using the electric uh, attack or the rolling cutter will get you through it and then you will drop down into fireman himself yeah and yeah fireman not that much of an issue to be honest um if you've played the nes version where he goes absolutely bonkers on you and starts shooting flame balls all over the place um it's pretty much the same fight but he is toned down a lot like he doesn't shoot uh, as much as he did in that game so just using the ice slasher it takes about five to six attacks to take him down and if you know a little bit about how uh, his pattern works you can basically let him come towards you step back and go forward again and that kind of makes his circuits go crazy i think uh, so he will just keep going backwards and forwards and never shoots and you can take advantage of that uh, to never basically get hit in this fight um but yeah it's it's pretty doable for sure even with just uh just a buster it would be easily doable yeah. The issue with starting with Fireman first isn't Fireman himself, it's just the stage. Yeah. Um the, the stage is hard and it's long. Absolutely. Um yeah. Yeah, and if you look so, at the, the fun thing about Mega Man uh, Dr. Wily's Revenge is that the beta version is also out there. You can easily find it on the internet. Um, the, the stage is a lot different uh, than it was originally. Um, I think it was a lot yep. easier, actually, <laughs> originally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I would check that out if you can find the ROM for it. Um, it only has the first four stages, I believe. But it, it, it's like a little different, and it's nice to see how it changed over the years. Or months, I guess, for this game. I I, pref I preferred Fireman Beta Stage than the, yeah. the than the Prod Stage for sure. 
But uh, once you defeat Fire Fireman, you get the uh, the the great cutscene that's in every Mega Man game after you defeat the first set of Robot Masters. Uh, you get Doctor Wily flashing his eyebrows at you. Yeah. And then he's going to uh, fly to the Wily Castle. You have a you have pipe here. I don't know what you mean by mentioned the pipe. <laughs> yeah, I put that there. Uh, this is just a little trivia for. Basically all Mega Man games, but they missed a few. Um, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but um, when you look at the sprite work for any of the Wily castles in any Mega Man game, so 1 through 10 or 1 through 5 on Game Boy, or, uh, well, maybe not 2 in this case, because do you see the castle in 2? I don't know, the game doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember, but there, there's a few uh, where they, I think, just forgot it. But ever since the very first Mega Man, if you look uh, at the credits for that one, when you see the house where Mega Man goes to in the end of the credits, you see a little exhaust pipe there, um, like an, an, an L-shaped exhaust pipe where Spoke comes out. Um, for some reason, and nobody ever notices this, um, every Wily castle or ship or whatever that came afterward has that pipe on it. Uh, and it, it's just a nod to the very first game. And it's really hard to see on this one because it's on a Game Boy screen, but it is absolutely there. Um, so the next time you see a Wily castle in any Mega Man game, um, pause it or, well, you can't usually, but uh, if you're playing on emulator or something, or take a picture or a screenshot or something <laughs> like that, and just look at the picture and you will always find that exhaust pipe on there. And I think that's really cool that they keep on doing Let that. me... Let me just pause this NES cutscene yeah. real quick. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, you can look up a picture on, uh, like, if you do just do, uh, like, Wily's Revenge Gastel, you will get a picture. And um, I'm pulling it up right here. So let me see where it is. Um, so here it is. So, looking, looking, looking. Now I can't find it. I'm sure it's there. See? <laughs> yeah, so at the, at the right side, um, you have the two claws holding the silos with guns on top of them. Um, if you look at the right one, above the, the highest finger, you see the little exhaust pipe. That's how robots are made right there. So <laughs> Yeah. And if you look up any other castle or, or ship or something that Wily has built, you will always find that in there. And I, I think that's a really cool thing that they did. Yeah, I've I, I, I've probably have noticed the pipe, but I've never like actually noticed the pipe. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah, it, it's a pipe there, whatever. Yeah, it's very out there in like the NES games. Uh, because it's easy to see, but in this one it's actually kind of hidden if you're not looking, and I, I really always liked it. And that's a, a little <laughs> trivia about Mega Man games that almost nobody knows. But uh, the start of Wily Castle is 
the start of Wily's Castle is like the only stage that you have a break at the start in that you don't have to like worry about getting attacked or like falling into a pit or anything mm-hmm. right away. Um, in true Mega Man fashion, for some reason, you when you land in, it gives you power ups and stuff around you that you can use your newly acquired skill called carry. Uh, that you don't know that you get, mind you. <laughs> what? The game doesn't tell you you get yes, carried. Yes, it does. <laughs> when? It shows it right after you got the fire or whatever it's called. Oh, does yeah, it? Yeah, of course. I guess I've never paid attention. I've always just looked away cause I, because cutscenes. <laughs> I never realized it did told you get carried. Yeah, yeah they say fire, what's it called? Fire storm and carry. Fire and storm, carry, yeah. it says. Oh, I don't read that stuff. Yeah. Well, anyway, you get carry now. Uh, base, it's it's kind of like your what's it like item three in Mega Man Two, <sighs> item one. It, yes and no, like that's what's it kind of. Kind of. It's, it's not like item two because item two is a rocket. Two is a rocket. One is uh, the floating platform, and three is the wall climbing platform. Wall climber. Uh, yeah. It, but yeah, it basically creates a platform for you that's stationary for like yeah. uh, a second or two, I believe. Yeah, you can use carry to jump up and get the power ups. I think it's like a one up and some other stuff. And refill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you're gonna jump down, and well, we're going to. Move through a room of Susie's because Susie's are just a thing you, you fight now in Mega Man. And then. Uh, and some Sniper we're going Joes, to come, of course. I was going to say, we're going to come across our good friend Sniper <laughs> Joe. Um, Sniper Joe is going to have his back to the fans, but the fans are not going to push Sniper Joe. The fans are going to push Mega Man. Um, so, again, just get to jump up, kill Sniper Joe, and then. This is where carry becomes, I think, the first time you would use it. Because I don't think you can jump high enough over the fans by default. Oh, uh, no, you can. Um, you can still use Oh, can yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've always just used carry to avoid the sniper, Joe. So um, so you can just jump over the fans. And as you go down, we get introduced to the 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 moles. I, I Oh, I actually got the name right. Mole. <laughs> they are called mole. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Look at that. So we have a new enemy now, uh, the moles. So these are our four drill enemies, essentially, um, that come from the ceiling and the floor. They're kind of a pain to get through. I don't fully understand how they spawn in, but they kind of spawn in in front of Mega Man, but not exactly in front of Mega Man. It's a mess, yeah. We'll, we'll get, yeah, we'll get to that later, but it's it's a mess. It's kind of weird, but they're really easy to kill, especially with Rolling Cutter. Uh, and the cool thing about the moles is that you can kind of farm them from stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll want I I do this later on in the stage when I get towards the end of a of a of a of the screen with the moles. I'll sit there and I'll farm them for like health and one ups yeah. and stuff and move on. Um, that's what I typically do with them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This stage is this stage is is good. I don't know. It's really all I have about this stage. Like otherwise, you have the the long fall into the quote unquote refight screen. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a pretty standard stage, and and for a wily castle stage or a wily stage in general, it's pretty tame. 
compared to some other ones. Um, it does do something that literally every Wily stage does. It's uh, the falling down long, <laughs> long paths yeah. and not knowing where the spikes are gonna be below you. So it does that. It's just a trope at this point. It's not like bad programming. It's just how these games are made. Uh, but be aware of that because there are a few rooms like that for sure. Um, but yeah, it basically this uh, stage kind of teaches you about the carry item there's only two instances where you really have to use it but it prepares you for the for the upcoming stage basically um yeah it, it's a pretty standard one the good thing the really good thing about this stage um is the song um that we played before starting this part which is the anchors theme we're still not gonna say anything more about anchor for now but uh it is in my opinion, one of the best, and, and for a lot of other people, well, one of the best Mega Man songs ever written. Oh. I'll be the judge of this. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it this stage just basically... Uh, uses the enemies that we've encountered before, but they are the two new ones. First one being the mole, and the second one being the pee-pee, which is that uh, annoying bird that drops eggs where little pee-pees come out of. And yes, I said little pee-pee on the podcast. So take that as you will. The song gets good after like the first 12 seconds in. It's a really, really good song. Yeah, definitely look up the the new version as well that they used for Mega Man 10, I think. It's just a very iconic tune, and it's very nice that they, uh, like, acknowledge the, how good this song is by putting it in the main series as well. As DLC, okay, but <laughs> still... <laughs> Still really good. See, uh, my my favorite song in this game is Wily, is Wily Fortress 2. So. Also very good, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so once you do all the falling and whatnot, you, you got dodge the spice left, right, you know, whatever. It It's one of those, like, falling, if you're not paying attention or you have slow reflexes, you're going to just ex- explode on a spike. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you fall down a big, dark tube, and then you end up in a black room that is the quote-unquote refight room if you are familiar with the nes mega mans but this isn't a refight room no they did Um, something else yeah so in mega man game boy they don't put all after mega man one all eight robot masters in the same game so in mega man one game boy dwr brockman world one whatever you want to call it The first four Robot Masters are from Mega Man 1 NES, but the next four Robot Masters are actually from Mega Man 2 NES. Um, So we'll start from the top left corner, which is Quick Man. Uh, 19 hit points, and he does uh, 4 damage per attack. Uh, The interesting thing with these is that there's no, like, mini stage to play through these, yeah. as soon as you go into a teleporter, you're immediately fighting the Robot Master, uh, which I think is in, what, Mega Man 
2 Game Boy, maybe, maybe Mega Man 3 Game Boy, is when you go into a teleporter, they, you, you play a little chunk of that stage. That would be the second one already. Uh, yeah, um, basically the same quote-unquote issue uh, with with why there were only six Robot Masters in Mega Man 1 NES. Um, why are there only four stages in this one? It was their first attempt. They did not really know what they were doing, and they ran out of room. So <laughs> they just had to yeah. come up with a solution for it. And uh, I think this was a uh, was pretty cool. It was a a nice uh, choice to do something like this. Yeah, it's definitely something I didn't expect my first time playing through yeah. it. Like I was expecting like an actual refight because Mega Man. But this was actually really cool to face off against other robot masters from another Mega Man game utilizing a weakness not from that Mega Man yeah. game. Right, so we're going to fight Quick Man with Firestorm. So we're going to use Fireman's weapon against Quick Man. So it, it's kind of an interesting using a Mega Man 1 weapon as a weakness for a Mega Man 2 robot master. Um, this fight isn't terribly difficult. Um... When you shoot Firestorm, it shoots a fireball out, and then it puts a rotating shield around Mega Man for a short amount of time. The fireball does, obviously, damage, and the shield around Mega Man does damage <laughs> to things that come close to Mega Man. Uh, however, they have to be very close to, <laughs> to Mega Man to utilize the shield in a way to do damage. <laughs> um, the problem with Quick Man is... He's he's quick. Uh, he runs and he runs and jumps all over the place, throwing three boomerangs out at any given time. Uh, there's kind of just a lot happening around Mega Man that you need to focus on. Um, but if you are bold enough and you're good at kind of dodging the boomerangs and getting underneath the robot masters when they jump, uh, you can utilize this shield to knock down Quick Man even faster than just shooting him from afar. Yeah. Um, and then after you kill Quick Man and the other three robot masters we're going to fight, they always drop a big health refill uh, to, to, to replenish your health. And once you kill Quick Man, you have to run to the left side of the screen onto the teleporter, and it'll shoot you out back into the uh, refight screen is what I'm going to keep calling it. So Yeah, absolutely. Just one thing to keep in mind, though, like, um, like the... And I, why do I keep forgetting the names? Uh, the Firestorm is not actually Quick Man's weakness at all. Um, it does as much damage as your Buster would do, but it's just... One damage. Yeah, it just does one damage, but it's just very useful to use against him. Um, because his actual weakness is the Time Stopper, just like in Mega Man 2 on NES. Um, but preferably you go after Quick Man first... Uh, yeah, this ties into the speedrunning section again uh, for later, but yeah. but it, it's like if you have most of your health, it's best to go after Quick Man as your first robot because um, his weakness, the uh, the Flash Stopper, I believe it's called. Um, Time Stopper. Time Stopper, yeah. It, if it runs out, like it runs out before he's dead, so yeah. You just save yourself some time and some free hits, basically, but uh, the Firestorm is just a way better weapon to deal with Quick Man. Yeah, so like when you're fighting Quick Man, like there's only four weapons that will 
impact him. Your Mega Buster, which only does one damage. Uh, Ice Slasher, which does one damage. Firestorm does one damage. But Time Stopper does nine damage yeah. to him. Um, but like what Mo said, Time Stopper runs out before he can die. And if you don't have a lot of health going into there, like the fight is... It's it's hectic. It it's not a it's not like Fire Man where you can just kind of hang back and jump and shoot. It's a little bit hectic because he's kind of all over the place. Um, so that's why we kind of just use Firestorm because if you if he does get close to you, that shield will still do damage yeah. to him, Jeez. even if it is just one damage. So um, after you take down Quick Man, we can just hop down the bottom left corner and take on Flash Man. Yeah. Um, Flashman Flash Man is, is yeah good. Yeah, he's all right. I mean, he has a set pattern that you can abuse if you know it. Uh, but basically, you just want to use the Ice Slasher because that would be the easiest to hit him with. Um, but of course, Flashman uses his Time Stopper against you, which can cause some havoc if, if you're not paying attention and if you're low on health, for sure. But um, the best way to avoid that, and I think this was also in, in Mega Man 2, if you like get hit by him just before he uses his Time Stopper... Um, your iframes will save you from the stopping thing so you can keep on hitting him uh but he's really easy he just runs towards you and i think when you shoot he jumps um so if he runs towards you and you, you can just jump over him basically as long as you're not shooting yourself um but yeah besides that it's not a hard fight at all uh Oh, and you can still use one of your weapons that you got from earlier. I don't know. Does he actually have a weakness? Uh, yeah, Ice Slasher. That is his weakness. Ice, the, okay, Ice yeah, Slasher, that is his Ice Slasher does. Ice Slasher does two damage yeah. to Quick Man or Flat Flash Man. Two damage to Flash Man. <laughs> the Buster, the Rolling Cutter, and Firestorm only does one damage. Yeah, yeah, so, so it's one extra damage, but it's technically a weakness. Yeah, yeah. So that that is the one weakness they uh, they actually used for uh, for this tie-in in Mega Man 2. But yeah, and if all else fails, you can still call the cops on him for indecent exposure. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Flashman is gone. Um, his power up is useless, like I said before, except if you want to really stop Quick Man for a few seconds. But uh, afterwards, we will be going to Bubble Man, and we have his weakness because we've already beaten uh, Quick Man. So we're using the Quick Boomerang against him. Um, pfft, not that much of a fight, really. It's hard to avoid taking damage from him. But his normal shots do almost no damage to you anyways. So two damage. Yeah, yeah. so you, you can just basically spam the quick boomerang and, and take him out take him out pretty quickly. Um, it does have a lot of lag. Because it's quick man and uh, it's bubble man, it's underwater, so it makes sense it has lag, but um, Yeah, it's That's... it's super easy fight to be honest. Yeah, something we didn't go over in this game is that the robot masters do have iframes themselves so you could mash into them but like every hit won't count if you mash into them so you you have to have you have to have like a rhythmic mash when going into these Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it's like a, a timed mash going into these fights um bubble man and heat man in my opinion are the two most slow tedious fights in the game they're easy but they're slow 
Um, Quick Boomerang only does two damage to Bubble Man. Uh, Bubble Man is easy. He just shoots a little arrow out, and he'll shoot a, a, a bubble or two out as he's like floating away from you or floating <laughs> over you. Uh, and like what Mo said, like if he hits you, it's not the end of the world. The, the guy does two damage to you. Like it's yeah. whatever. Um, but it's one of those like you can't just mash quick boomerang because you may you could possibly run out of quick boomerang <laughs> yeah. and not kill Bubble Man because he just ate all your boomerangs and took no damage. So it is one of those like you have to do some of the boomerangs to, you know, in a, in a rhythmic fashion to do damage to him. And with him be jumping up kind of high and all kind of all over the place, sometimes the boomerang is kind of hard to hit as well too. Um, but yeah, once you defeat Bubble Man, um, you move on to Heat Man. Heat Man is my least favorite robot master to fight in any of the Mega Man games. <laughs> any of them. I hate him in every Mega Man game. Uh, his weakness is Bubble Lead, which you get from Bubble Man. Um... The problem with Heat Man is when you hit him, he puts up a shield around him that you can't hit him again. You have to wait for him to teleport to Mega Man's current position, and then he passes the, the shield down, and you can hit him again. And you have to do this, you know, however many times it takes. It's just a long, tedious fight for no reason. And as you're fighting him, he's throwing basically like these napalm shots at you where it, he shoots he throws three fires at you that go up into a fire pillar that you either that you need to stand in between or you know kind of run forward over or under the arc that he throws them um when you hit him he puts up a fire fortress around him or a shield where he can't be hurt then he transforms into a fire beam and teleports to Mega Man's current position, so you kind of have to be on the move a little bit, but at the same time, you have to be ready for when he pops out, so you can hit him again. It's just, it's a tedious fight, and it takes forever because of the barrier that he puts around him. Yeah, luckily for the Game Boy version, and this is something you wouldn't know when playing casually, but if you're picking up this game after listening to this podcast, here's some speedrunning tricks for you. Um, there's something probably programmed badly when it comes to heat man uh which like if you hit him with uh uh with anything he goes into his teleportation quote-unquote move um but the thing is he loses his iframes for just a second before he goes into that complete invulnerability state so if you're standing next to him you can basically spam the bubble um and 75% 75% of the time you will hit him twice when he's doing that, which makes this fight, like, half as long. Um, I think you only have to do two jumps over him and he would be dead. So so that's a really cool thing you can use to make this fight go a lot faster. And it's super easy to do as well. Like, it's, it's super easy to learn. Um, but that's definitely something you can keep in mind if you wanted to, uh, to go by a little faster, at least. And, uh, yeah, it's called uh, the Double Bubble. Easy as that. Very simple <laughs> name for a trick. Good old Double Bubble. Yeah, always hoping for those what a Double good, Bubbles. What, what a good gum. <laughs> Flavor lasts about 10 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, those are all the uh, eight robot masters of this game. So, I guess it's, it's time for Wily, right? I mean... Well, what yeah, else is obviously. there? There can be anything else. It's it's Wily fight. Oh, 
We got we have refights now. We didn't have refights. <laughs> yeah, we have to fight all of these eight bosses yet again. Uh, <laughs> no, luckily Mega Man One on Game Boy does not do that. Um, but we do have a new teleporter, um, and hmm, who could be in there? I have no idea. Well, no one. It leads you to the Wily Space Fortress. Yeah. No, we're not going there yet. We still have one new robot to defeat. And it's also the very first Mega Man killer of the franchise. Um, yeah, so for the Game Boy games, there are actually new bosses. Um, and this is one of them. Uh, so this is Anchor. Welcome, Anchor. You may recognize him from Mega Man 10. Again, like I said, he's in there as well. Or you might also recognize him from Mega Man Soccer. And everybody who had Mega Man Soccer on SNES and has never played Mega Man, Dr. Wily's Revenge would have been like, who is Anchor? I have never seen this guy before. So yeah, but uh, he's the original quote-unquote robot master from from this game. Um, So yeah, this is a new fight. It's a very weird fight if you don't know what you're doing, but Anchor basically has a sword, and he's coming after you with his sword. Um, He does not take damage at all. Anchor cannot be hurt. You can only hurt him by actually shooting his sword. So you're basically breaking his sword in this case. Um, but yeah, Anchor has a few patterns that he can do. All he does is go from the left to the right, but he can just run. He can do one hop or he can do two hops. So kind of depends on, on which mood he is in. Because it's totally random. Like there's no rhyme or reason to it. You just have to... Uh, get lucky here and there but yeah the more you shoot his uh, sword the more he takes damage but there's a little setback there as well the more you can actually hit him on his sword the stronger his attack towards you will be so before he starts moving through the other side of the pattern he will shoot a beam out of his sword and that goes from very small to very big so i think it's one shot two shot three shots i think that's like the the stacking thing on it uh so yeah that's the only way you can damage him unless you can kind of hit him in the back while he's uh coming towards you sometime he is vulnerable during that period uh but yeah you can usually only shoot him when he's holding his sword up yeah another fun fact about anchor is he can only take damage by your buster so yeah. don't even bother putting on a power yeah. up. Only the buster can be used during this fight. Um, some people might wonder, Anchor, where does that name come from? Um, well, let me uh, educate you on that. So <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the Mega Man games, um, everything is kind of, besides the Robot Master, everything is kind of based on uh, music. So Rockman is, of course, for, uh, just rock. You have his quote-unquote robot sister role uh you have his uh, doc rush which is a band of course um and uh anchor actually comes from the japanese music genre enka so e-n-k-a which is kind of japanese punk basically Something like that, if I remember correctly. Um, so yeah, it's basically based on that. And then, of course, you have uh, Proto Man, whose actually name is Blues. That's also music. So they, they try to keep in with uh, with an entire team of music. So yeah. that's where his name comes well, it's from. Just, it's just like the X-Series. We'll, we'll never cover the Mega Man X-Series because, well, this is a Game Boy podcast. But like you have 
Axel, you have you have you have Guns N' Roses in the X series for PlayStation. Well, like de- yeah, Axel that was only that. for the for the localization of Mega Man X Five though. Like they're not named like. Oh, that. was it? Yeah, they. I don't know if it was a tie into an album or or some. Well, no, because Guns N' Roses were split yeah, up. Guns N' Roses was. It, it was it was just a, a joke towards that, and they since then in other iterations of Mega Man X5, like on the collection, they actually changed it back to the original names. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, no one likes Guns N' Roses. I don't know that's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, the final quote-unquote Robot Master or Mega Man Killer we will defeat in this game. And now we're done with uh, Wily's Castle. But Wily has another trick up his sleeve. He goes into space. So, yeah. He's got to wiggle those eyebrows again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, going into his Wily's Space Fortress. And this is the very first Mega Man game ever that had a Space Fortress. Um, and besides Mega Man 3 on Game Boy, which actually has the first underwater Wily base in all Mega Man games, uh, all the Game Boy Mega Man games eventually end up in space. Yes. But it is time for the best song, in my opinion, in the game, <laughs> which is Why the Fortress 2. Um, literally everything that you learned in the first four stages of the game is now going to come at you in full swing. Um, you're going to well, make your way right, and you're going to be introduced to the final boss of the game, uh, Sniper Joe. <laughs> um, but this Sniper Joe is different. He's learned a new skill. And that is to jump up steps. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you approach the sniper Joe, he's going to back away from you and jump up the steps. So he's a little, little bit more difficult to kill just because he moves now instead of just stands there with a shield. Yeah, but, um, but the dumb thing that he didn't think of is when he jumps, his shield doesn't work, so you can just shoot him <laughs> while he's jumping. So, li- little setback there, sniper Joe, but... I mean, it's a new yeah. skill. It's He's a, trying things out. Newly, it didn't work that well for him. But. It's a newly acquired skill. There's still some kinks to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but as you, as you push push right, um, there's a bunch of little squirms and stuff on like one block uh, platforms above you. You can kind of just run through them or take rolling cutter and kill them doesn't matter but you're going to come across kind of your first barrier and it's an ice wall uh or well it's a it's a wall of white blocks yeah and what you're going to do is that you're going to use your carry a power up and jump on top of this wall and you're going to run against the wall I don't, you might be able to stand still i've always just held you right, can so. stand on them yeah. and, okay and then over time the block is going to melt uh, and it melts at half a block at a time. So once you've taken out the was it the first two and a half blocks, you can move on and keep holding right. So those white blocks aren't the first time they were introduced in the game. Those white blocks were actually in Iceman stage. Uh, they were actually one block platforms as you jumped <laughs> over the spikes. The thing is, is that you typically kind of move through that section so fast, you never really notice the blocks are melting mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. Mega Man because you're not standing on them long enough to melt. 
Uh, but in this case here, they actually used them as an obstacle that you have to stand on in order to progress through the stage. So it's, it's, I found that actually really interesting um, of a maneuver. And then if you if you didn't have enough Yoku blocks before, <laughs> boy, howdy, are you in for some Yoku block paradise. Um, this, this stage offers two long, long Yoku block sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, f- the first one being about two-thirds the length of the second one. But the, the thing with the Yoku blocks, and just like in every other Mega Man game, is you kind of have to understand the pattern and be ready to react. So if you jump on one Yoku block, there's a chance that the Yoku block will spawn above Mega Man, trapping Mega Man so you can't jump onto the Yoku block, and you just fall into the, sp- <clears throat> into the, into the pit of spikes and die and have to redo the whole section over again. Um, so there's a little bit of trial and error when it comes to the Yoku block section of the game. You know, that is just Mega Man in a nutshell. Uh, but they are long sections. Uh, it is a lot of Yoku block jumping. So if you like Yoku blocks and you enjoy the anxiety of hanging over a pit, uh, Wily Fortress, Wily Space Fortress stage is the stage for you. Um, as we progress through this stage as well, we have more moles in the stage. Um, again, this is typically where I kind of just farm one-ups and health if I need it. Um, and then you kind of make your final descent uh, through the stage. And you do a long drop, long dark drop. But the cool thing is, is as you drop down, if you hold right, you can uh, you can get a free one-up. And then uh, you fall down into, well, the Wily Machine. So, Wily Machine One is pretty simple, in my opinion. It's probably it's probably the most dangerous of the two phases yeah. because because of the, the because of the Wheel of Dooms. I forgot what they were called. Uh, wheel cutter, uh, I believe. Cutting cutting, cutting wheels. Wheel, yeah. Yeah, so the Wily Machine, the front of it looks like a, a gas tank in the front type deal. Um, this is the only part that's vulnerable to the boss right now. Uh, I typically take Rolling Cutter to this section because, you can, like, like we had mentioned earlier, you can double hit with Rolling Cutter if you're close enough. The problem with this fight is that that, gas, that little gas tank kind of opens up and it shoots... Cutting, cutting wheels out, and the cutting wheels have different patterns. They have a, a long throw, a medium throw, and a short yeah. throw. And with you being so close to this, you're, you're going to get hit by basically all three if you are standing close to this gas tank. Otherwise, if you are hanging back, you have a pretty good chance of dodging all these cutting wheels coming at you. Uh, but once you blow up the gas tank, it leads you into phase two, which is the Wily Machine 2, which is the, the, the big fight of them all. Um, this is where Anchor's power comes into play. Um, so Anchor gives you a mirror buster, or basically a, a mirror shield, so to speak. Um, you want to equip uh, Anchor's power. And what's going to happen is that in the second phase of the Wily Machine, Wily has two attacks, basically. Uh, one attack is he has a gun that will go up up and down at certain increments, um, and it'll shoot a bullet. Your goal with this fight is to use Anchor's power, Mirror Buster, 
to reflect that bullet back into Wily. All while Wily also has a little grabby arm, or a little chewy arm, that goes to Mega Man's current position. So you kind of want to be midway toward, midway or kind of close to Wily and reflect these bullets. And when the arm comes down, it gives you a chance to run backwards. It gives you a lot more maneuverable space to keep bouncing bullets back at Wily. And when that arm retracts, you can kind of just rinse and repeat this entire process until the Wily machine is completely blown up. Yeah. That is, that is pretty much the fight. It may look scary the first time you encounter it, but both phases are pretty tame when it comes to wily fights in general. Um, <clears throat> one thing to definitely keep in mind throughout the entire uh, Space Fortress and also this fight is, and well, definitely during this fight as well, but um, the problem with this stage and the boss is that it requires you to have enough weapon energy. Um, yes. For the stage itself, you need carry. You need carry, otherwise you can't complete some sections of it. So um, you always definitely need to have enough energy to use that or just know when only to use carry. Um, or be able to farm somewhere for some uh, some pickups. Uh, but during this Wily fight, if you run out of Anchor's power, his shield, um, yeah, you <laughs> you're pretty much screwed. Basically, if you have an extra life, you're just stuck there because there's no refills, and the only way to damage Wily Machine too is sadly by reflecting his uh, his bullets back at him. So. Again, this is the first time they made a game like this, of course, so there are some things here and there that could have been better, and this is definitely one of them. Um, but luckily, you only have to do one stage uh, and not like an entire castle or something like that. Uh, but do keep in mind, if you would for some reason at the continue screen, uh, not pick continue, you will have to do... And I think, I'm pretty sure, you will have to do everything since Wily's Fortress again. Yes. Yeah, so you have to do both stages again. And yes, fight all the Robot Masters again. So make sure that you press continue if you game over on this stage. Uh, it's another oversight that sadly comes with there not being stages for the Robot Masters. Um but yeah, d definitely keep that in mind when uh, when going through this. But yeah, after defeating Wily, uh, everything is, is good and dandy. Um, oh, and I forgot to mention, I, I think it's a really cool effect what they did when you're entering the boss fight. Like, it's completely dark and it's like the machine fades in. I thought that was pretty yeah, cool yeah. on Game Boy. Definitely for, for such an early game, so uh, yeah. Kudos to that for sure. Uh, but yeah, after you've beaten Wily, you are uh, apparently stuck on the space station for whatever reason. Uh, because uh, while the credits are rolling, Mega Man just uh, takes a little stroll throughout the um, the hallway in the space fortress. And when he sees the Earth in the background uh, by looking through one of the windows, he stops and takes a look outside. And that is how the game ends. Well, he doesn't have Rush yet, so how's he supposed to get back? Teleport like he went in there, I guess. No. Well, I, I actually I... stole Wily's... 
I don't know what actually happens. Does he teleport? I don't think so. I don't. Maybe he just grabs a hold of the tailpipe. <laughs> yeah, because in the cutscene you see Wily go into the space fortress, but you don't see Mega Man actually moving there. So I don't know. Maybe he hitched a ride or something. <laughs> he called the space Uber. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the end of that's the end of uh, end of Mega Man uh, Doctor Wily's Revenge. So once you do that, you get the the nice credit ending, as Mo said. You get to see all the all the sprite names and Robot Master names, and <laughs> and a very very that. funny uh, which one Heat Man is the best portrait. It's portrait portrait. Uh, yeah, it's it's really they're they're kind of chibi, uh, but that one is just very weird and funny. Iceman is the cutest, though. Yes. He's, Iceman's he, always He's super cute. cute. But yeah, Heatman looks uh, a little bit weird. I don't know why. I'm, I'm looking at the credits right now. I'm trying to make him appear. <laughs> Here's Bubble. Here's he. Oh, yeah. He, he's like, he's very cute as well, actually. Yeah. It's Fireman that looks weird. I don't know. One of them looks very weird. Let's <laughs> just say it like that. <laughs> No, Heatman is also very cute. Alright. So yeah, we're going to take a, another short break here. We come back, we're going to go over some of the cover art, because the cover art for this game is actually pretty interesting. Uh, and then we have... Uh, some trivia. Our, our, some trivia. Our thoughts yeah. about the game. And a small speedrunning section, because we actually do know things about this speedrun. So. Yeah, we actually both used to speedrun yeah. this game, so... So yeah, stay tuned. everybody hope you enjoyed wily fortress 2 song yeah we're playing all the original tracks throughout this episode so like the other the stage music is just from the nes like remakes of it but uh, all the songs we are playing throughout this episode are actually the uh, original compositions for this game yep one of a kind until mega man 10 uh (laughs) But uh, cover art. So this game comes in three different covers, much like Mega Man does for NES yeah. as well. Um, I've always, I've always hated the American cover yep. for Mega Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Except, for, except, except for the Game Boy ones. The Game Boy ones are sub. They're better than the American NES ones. They're they're not the best. They're the worst of the three still, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But they don't look as dumb as the NES ones. Um, Well, except for this one, kind of. Because the North American version of uh, Dr. Wily's Revenge actually is just a snippet from the Mega Man 3 
uh, NES game. Um, if you look at that one, the North American one, it's literally just cut from that one, but with a few touch-ups here and there. I'm looking it up yeah. right now. But yeah, for some reason, yeah. the American uh, box arts always make Mega Man look like he's not supposed to look like for some reason. Um, they try to make him too much of a man instead of a robot, and he always has like weird things to him that, that don't fit the character at all. Well, yeah, he is. He's just a, a slightly recolored version of the Mega Man 3 yeah. fighting Spark Man. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, the, the North American one's pretty standard. You just see Mega Man with the logo and that's pretty much it yeah it the issue i have with this cover is not so much like mega man himself it's the top half of the box mm -hmm. art the top half of the box art has this gradient of a burnt orange to yellow yeah. that goes into like a blue like like a hex platform yeah. type deal but the mega man it's where it says Mega Man is also in that same burnt orange to yellow gradient, and the only way to like really push it out is they put this black outline and this dumb black uh, shadow behind yeah. it. You know, otherwise like it it all blends in. Like even the Capcom logo at the top because it's red <laughs> yeah. blends in with all of it. Like everything is just like this like orange to yellow gradient mash at the top. Then it comes into this like harsh blue, you know, of Mega Man and the platforms. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest gripe with this cover. Uh, I don't even care that they stole Mega Man from Mega Man Three because I didn't realize that until you said something. But uh, I, I prefer the look of this Mega Man than like what they did with like Mega Man One. <laughs> yeah. where they try to use like a real human mm -hmm. with like an actual pistol in his hand to depict Mega Man. Like that's dumb. yeah, absolutely. So, then you have the European version. The European version is probably my is my favorite version of the cover art. Yeah, I agree. Uh, usually, I, I tend to go with the Japanese ones, but the first one is not that great. Like the other ones are way better for the future games. But uh, yeah, the European one is uh, is pretty cool. Um, Mega Man is depicted as he should be, in my opinion. Um, it has bright colors on it, but it's still pretty dark, yeah. uh, nonetheless. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this cover. Um, it shows two of the robot masters, uh, Elecman and Quickman. Kind of a, a spoiler, I guess, <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. Uh, and it also shows the, the Kamikuri, Gori, whatever it's called in the background. <laughs> I don't know why they... Zeus. Yeah, I don't know why they put that one in there, but I mean, it's there, so whatever. Uh, but yeah, it has like a nice effect to it with uh, speed, basically portraying speed. It's mm -hmm. a it's a very late '80s, early '90s cover. Yeah. Like in terms of just like like the way like falling is depicted in like those days was that they basically took took the the the, the object and like made like outlines of it, you know, going. Up or down, depending on which way you know the projectile <clears> is going, and uh, just the colors in itself, like just kind of scream because they are bright, yeah. And they in the in the in the contrast, like, it it kind of just screams late eighties, early nineties. 
Um, but I like how like it it's Mega Man in a in a white suit, which it, it throws me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I'm I'm not used to seeing Mega Man in a white suit. Mm-hmm. But you know, Mega Man is falling. You know, and he has Quick Man behind him with a Lek Man kind of just to the side, not really paying much attention to him. And Zeus Cloud Man back there, like, winding up about to throw a lightning bolt at him. <laughs> you know, Mega Man's, like, looking over, you know, peeking over his shoulder, checking things out. And, like, even, like, the Mega Man text at the top, like, even though it looks very clip arty, like, you can read it. It's there. Even the Dr. Wily's Revenge, even though it's, like, basic aerial font or Helvetica <laughs> font, it's there. It's readable. You know what you're getting into type deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll get back to the whites later. Uh, I do have, have some tie into that, but n- not for this art. I, I don't. I guess they just went with that because it looked better uh, overall. But uh, I, I do have a nice little tidbit about that later on. But it's a. F- I mean, when I saw this, I immediately bought it. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how it went for me. So uh, yeah. It, it's it's a very good cover art for a European version for sure, um, and yeah. Then there's a Japanese one, and the Japanese one is anime style, or maybe even cartoon style. More, it, it's not that anime. It's it's more cartoon style. But like all the Mega Man games or the Rockman or Rockman World games, as they're called, there they have this kind of drawing. I think. All of these were made by Inafune himself, if I remember correctly, or just the art team that he did, like, the the depictions of the characters. Like, he designed them all uh, on a base level, at least, so they use that. But yeah, you can see uh, uh, Mega Man somewhere in the mountains, I guess, or in the wilderness, uh, with all the other robots. Well, not all of them, but a few of the robot masters surrounding them. You have Fireman, you have Bubble Man... You have Flashman, Quickman, and Cutman uh, trying to go after him. There's a huge dust cloud in the background and two of the Bunby Hellies uh, trying to attack him. But yeah, it, it's basically a comic cover, I would say. Something like that. Uh, yeah. And I always love the, the Rockman logo. Uh, and the Rockman yes. World 1 builds upon that uh, with, with, with World under it but yeah this is a fun one for sure uh in this case the european one in my opinion as well is better uh but definitely look up just all the rockman world covers Um, i would love to have a poster of all of them like with with no text and i know it's out there i just haven't bought it but (laughs) yeah it's it's not a bad box art cover at all my 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 only gripe with it is that there's just too much happening in the center of it it's kind of unbalanced in my opinion but it's just uh, I I do like it though like in Capcom up in the corner, easily readable and I have I have always liked the Rockman World logo yeah. like one through five I've always liked them, so yeah it's it's not a terrible box art by any means and as we progress through the Mega Man franchise on Game Boy like I prefer the Japanese box yeah. art over the other two regions, uh, just for this one. I prefer the European version over the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I would recommend people. I, I don't know because I have the 25th anniversary, but I think we're already past 30 years anniversary for Mega Man now. So they might have a reprint with more in it. Um, but if you can pick up like the complete works for Mega Man, I, they, you can buy them separately, Mega Man and Mega Man X, but I have like the combined one. 
Um, I would definitely check that out because the art in that is so amazing. And you can see all of these cover arts in their full glory without like all the logos and, and things like that tied to them. So um, if you like art books like I do, that's definitely something cool to pick up. Uh, and if you like Mega Man, of course, because otherwise it's it's a dumb purchase if you hate Mega Man. <laughs> but yeah, it has great art in it. So I love it. I, I use it for reference a lot of times, those things. So. Mega Man. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the box art. Yeah. Uh, looks like you got some trivia. Stuff I have here some uh, some trivia. Yeah. One thing I kind of mentioned before with uh, with the restarting in the Wiley stages. Um, like another thing about this is if you have to restart a Wiley castle, you will not keep the weapons you have acquired throughout the stage, so it resets back. And this is the only Mega Man game in existence that does that. Um, but again, it's tied to the fact that it's just one stage and, and not like uh, separate stages. So um, it, it's weird that they, they did it like that, but it also makes sense uh, that they did. Well, there's an, there's an actual Met in that cover art too. So if you get the cover art without all of the uh, text in junk, yeah. the Rockman World logo covers a Met underneath fire yeah yeah indeed yeah you can see him a little bit <laughs> there but again like if you look at the actual art it's really cool uh, without all the, the clutter going on on it uh, yeah um what else do i have oh yeah um there was i'm gonna say was but there is a rom hack uh for this game made by tremaine um i don't remember the name of it exactly it's like Tremancios or something. Uh, but there is a ROM hack, but I couldn't find the link. I will have to ask him if he still has it uh, put up somewhere. But there's a ROM hack of this game, and I designed a few of the rooms for that while he was doing it. Um, and it's really cool how this ROM hack got made, because there is a tool out there that is specifically made to hack Dr. Wily's Revenge. Um... And it's kind of weird how it works because you still have to use the exact amount of enemies throughout each stage, so the game still works. Um, it was an interesting process to see, um, but I would definitely recommend people checking out that ROM hack. And if I find a link, I will post it in the description for sure for you to get. Um, but it's basically a remake of the rooms. Uh, to make them more fair. So, so like the room with the big eye that we mentioned at the start of the game. Something like that you will not find in there. But it is also a little bit more challenging in some rooms. More puzzle platformy like. Um, but super fair. And, and this is a really fun ROM hack to play. It's not one of those like just make it super hard type of deals. Um, and speaking of that. While I was looking for this one. A few days or a month ago, they actually released a new ROM hack of this game called Return of Wily. Um, I haven't played through it yet, I just checked out the first stage. And so far, yes, they did change out the layouts and things like that. But uh, I played the Cutman stage because that's where you start. And they literally just put Sniper Joes everywhere. So, that, <laughs> that wasn't much fun. But... Uh, but yeah, he is the final boss, of course. So of course he's gonna be everywhere. But uh, yeah, maybe the other levels there, are better. There is another. Uh, yeah. There is another one called Roll Chain World. As oh well. yeah, I don't know that one. 
Uh, but yeah, there are a few ROM hacks of this that are... Especially the one from Tremaine, I would recommend checking out. Um, and maybe this other one as well. But if you like this game and you want more of it, there are options. Um, and of course, like we said, the beta version is also in circulation that you can check out. Yeah, Roll Champ World lets you play it. Let's roll, I guess. Roll. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a slightly different ish game. Um, but yeah, you you play as okay. Roll instead of of Mega. I'll so. have to check that one out as well then. Yeah, I think there's five of them. I think they made one for each game. So <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, we could cover the general reception. Like, this game got high scores in magazines, but when it came to the, the actual players, um, they were a little bit lukewarm about it. And most of it comes from the fact that um, it's harder to maneuver because of the big sprites on a Game Boy screen, and there are some rooms that are just not well-programmed and things like that. But overall, most people definitely enjoyed this game or gave it high praise uh, back in the old days. And this game is a lot better regarded uh, with players nowadays than, than it was when it just got released. Yeah, it's a tough game. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's a Mega Man game, but it's it's a tough it's a it's a tough entry into the Game Boy series. For yeah, sure. uh, definitely one of the harder Mega Man games. Like, n not on Game Boy. There, there's but, something worse than this. But uh, yeah, it's considered as one of the hardest Mega Man games for sure. Yeah, but not the hardest in my yeah, opinion. Definitely not. Friggin' Mega Man 3. <laughs> Game Boy. Yeah, Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's dive into some thoughts and history. We'll start with you, because you you have a lot more history with this game than I do. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot more nostalgia for this game than I do as yeah, well. For sure. So yeah, I've mentioned it 700 billion times before. Mega Man 3 NES is... The first game I remember playing, the first game I remember beating, uh, and is still my favorite game of all time to this day. So uh, when I got a Game Boy, um, that came with Tetris and, and R-Type, um, when I went to the store for the very first time to look for a game that I can choose myself, that, that wasn't gifted to me from my parents, um, of course, immediately Mega Man struck my eye. Um, Mega Man 3 is the only game, uh, the only Mega Man game I had played thus far. I had not played any of the other ones um, because, well, I didn't have an NES. It was my cousin's NES, uh, and they didn't have any other Mega Man games. So, um, yeah, I just immediately picked this up because of course i would because i love Mega Man. why wouldn't i and then i could play it on my own the entire time so yeah i had no idea that this was a mashup between one and two at all with original stages of course so all these robots were new to me uh for starters um but yeah the thing is i was six years old and even though i had beaten Mega Man 3 when i was four years old which is a a, an achievement on its own to be honest um i could not beat this game 
it was so brutal. I think I've I beat Iceman once, and that's it. I could just not get through this game at all. Um, it 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 took years for me to get through this game. I even uh, I even beat Mega Man Two. Duh. That on Game Boy. Uh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> uh, and and four before I even got through this one. So um, it, it's definitely a hard one. Definitely for a kid. Um, but um, yeah, just... Throughout the year, I always loved this game. It wasn't one of those games where it got so hard that I just put it aside and never touched it. No, I actually tried time and time again to beat it. It was just a little too hard for me back then. Um, so I still love this game to this day. Um, I think definitely one of the hardest games uh, in the Mega Man franchise, as I mentioned before. Um, but I also think this is one of the purest Mega Man games out there without any shenanigans tied to it. Uh, everything is just definitely skill-based. You have to learn it. You have to know what you're doing. Um, the game is not unfair in any way. Um, at least not for the Mega Man franchise. This is just how Mega Man works. Um, and I revisit it constantly um i i just absolutely absolutely love this game so yeah that's that's kind of my thoughts and history with this game and uh yeah um it's it's not even my favorite one on game boy and i still absolutely love this game so yeah i i have an interesting history with Mega Man Game Boy. I, I didn't play any of the Mega Man Game Boys growing up at all. Uh, I wouldn't play my first Mega Man Game Boy until Mega Man 3 Game Boy in 2016. I I knew they existed, but they never interested me. I like Mega Man, but I like NES Mega Mans. Like, those are my go-to Mega Man games. And... So like if I was going to play a Mega Man, I was going to hook up the NES. I wasn't going to play it on a Game Boy mm-hmm. emulator. So in 2016, I started speedrunning in 2015. So in 2016, I uh, I was speedrunning Mega Man 3 Game Boy, which is arguably <laughs> the hardest Mega Man Game Boy yeah. game. Um, and I I enjoy it. Mega Man 3 Game Boy is my fa- is my favorite Mega Man on Game Boy. And I was like, all right, well, I had I had some people come into my chat and I was like, hey, you should check out you know the other Game Boy games. I was like, all right, and I was like, well, which one should I check out? They're like, well, Doctor Wily's Revenge. I was like, okay, we'll check out Doctor Wily's Revenge. Mind you, I'm used to charging and sliding at this point, and there's none of this in Doctor yeah. Wily's Revenge. Um, so I played it in first stage, Cutman stage, and I'm just like. <laughs> like excuse like Mega Man 3 Game Boy is hard. <clears throat> yeah. But like what it what is this? Like like the difficulty between the two games are very different difficulties. Mega Man 3 Game Boy is just unfair in a lot of portions, but Mega Man Dr. Wise Revenge is just hard in general. Like the barrier to entry is hard. Once you get past that initial barrier, which is Cutman, the game isn't so bad, but Cutman, I've I've never had I've never came across such a hard barrier into a speedrun, even after playing Mega Man 3 Game Boy. 
So uh, the game frustrated the living hell out of me. Um, and I still, I don't claim it as the best Game Boy Mega mm-hmm. Man. I, pu- I put it as number three <laughs> out of the five. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because like the the sheer difficulty from from the start to finish is just it the the curve is so high at the start and it just kind of dwindles to the end right it starts super hard and it kind of gets easier along the way simply because you have you have you have cutman's weapon without cutman's weapon the game is brutally hard <laughs> and, and cutman itself is that barrier of the game being brutally hard so <laughs> Um, I do, however, like the purity of this game. Mm. I like that there is no rush jet or like no rush. I like that there is no sliding, and I like that there is no charging aspect to this game at all. I like that it is just a pure Mega Man platformer, um, at its best. Like I, I super appreciate that with this Mega Man game because I typically am one of those people that like I do know the weakness to most Robot Masters. But I still almost prefer to use Buster for a lot of the stuff, simply because like I don't get as crazy with with Buster as I do with actually using the weakness. So I can appreciate the purity of Doctor Wily's Revenge. Um, but if I if I were to refer you know a person like hey I want to play a Mega Man Game Boy game, if if they've never speed ran before, if they've never played a Mega Man game before, I'm not going to recommend DWR as their first Mega Man Game Boy yeah. game. I'm probably gonna be like, yeah, go play like Mega Man Four yeah. on Game Boy, you know. And then if you like it, then check out Doctor Wily's Revenge. But if you don't like it, you're not gonna like Doctor <laughs> Wily's Revenge yeah. probably. Um, I would never recommend Mega Man Two Game Boy. That game does not exist. Period. <laughs> so, um, Mega Man Four, like I don't. Mega Man Four is number four on my favorite list because I just I, there's just things about the game I don't like, but I do appreciate it, and I think it is a very good beginner entry into the Game Boy series. Yes. If you've never played a Mega Man or want to get into Mega Man Game Boy, I think it's a very good entry into the yeah. series. But uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on the game. I, I've I have I've played all five, I've speed ran all five, I've even done a one through five marathon. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, so I, I I've 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 done it. I've done it both on American and Japanese versions of the game. But uh, it's a tough game. I like it. It's a tough game though. It's it's you, you got to know what you're getting into to get to play through DWR. Mega Man Three, though, if if and when we ever cover that game, like that's a whole nother monster that we can mm-hmm. get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so speaking of speedrunning, uh, we have a little small speedrunning section, which is kind of interesting for this game because typically when we go into a speedrunning section, either we've never speedran the game or only one of us has speedran yeah. the game. I think this might be one of the first games that we've covered where. Both of us have actually speed ran this game. Yeah. So yeah, the the speedrun section we can actually dive into a little bit because like at least my history with it is big. Uh, yours a little smaller, but you have done it at yeah. least. Um, but when 
I've mentioned this before, like I started as a Mega Man speedrunner on Twitch and, and then I went into all the Game Boy stuff. But uh, like the first three Game Boy games I ever did were Felix the Cat, Kirby's Dreamland, and then Mega Man, uh, Dr. Wily's Revenge. And um, PLD at that time uh, was also still doing Mega Man speedruns. So we picked this game up the both of us um so we started exploring this game and it was fun like it's it's a really cool game to speedrun for sure um but again my dedication to speedrunning is never that big but I, I did end up getting a 19 minutes 29 seconds uh back then uh but pld kept pushing it further and he kept finding things and then tremaine came into the picture who started tasking it and finding new tricks and things like that uh and and pld and tremaine pushed down the time to around 1830 something like that which is really fast uh for a Mega Man game uh in general so uh yeah that was, that was really cool but then it kind of died out for a bit like Tremaine had a world record for quite some time um and then suddenly out of nowhere uh a bunch of NES Mega Man speedrunners jumped onto the game um and the two most uh notorious ones for this one at least uh, are Prissy and Andy Swee, who currently has their world record. But they pushed it down to uh, below 18 uh, minutes, basically. Like, the world record currently is 17.51. And if I remember correctly, Andy Swee's best time he could have is like a 1746 or something like that so uh but yeah they, they pushed this game so far they just uh changed a few minor things here and there basically uh that that really helped push down that time a lot um but this is a very interesting one but sadly since 2017 uh, the game has died again, as it always is with, with Game Boy games. Um, so I, I would really like to uh, see more runs of this, new runs of this. And I have even been thinking sometimes of picking it up myself again. Uh, just to push down my time a little lower here and there. Uh, the big problem for me is the mole sections. Uh, it, it's like very specific how you need to do those. Um, and there's a, there's other parts as well, like the <clears throat> the chanky rooms, uh, corridors. Um, and I never got the timing down right. So that's why my time is, is like two minutes uh, uh, slower than the other ones. But uh, yeah, the, the speedrun of this game is pure skill. Pure skill and pattern remembering. Um, there are no like glitches or... or Things like that that can be found in this game, which is why I also think this is one of the purest Mega Man games. It's just pure skill, so that's why I really loved it to see this game being speedrun as well. Actually, yeah, but I'm looking at the leaderboard right now, and my, my time is from 2016. Um, yeah, yeah, Manix just got an 1830. Uh, yeah, well, just <laughs> that's also a year ago, actually, but. Uh, 420 yeah <laughs> 420 2020 yeah. hell yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean a lot of these times are from 2016 2017 era you know so yep. it's 
Yeah, and a lot of a lot of names that everybody knows from the Mega Man community, yeah. at least. Like, uh, you you got Mister Cap, you got uh, Starvin Strutters, you got Barnal, you Speedzo, Elonija, Nurua, Primal. Uh, like, it's all those Mega Man speedrunners that actually tried this game out. It's really cool to see. Uh, but I wish they were a little bit more popular, so they would keep on playing these. Uh, but yeah, sadly, it died out again. But yeah, the uh, the speed rating side of this of things is like what Mo said. It's pure skill based. Um, I like Mo has a lot more history with this speed run than I do. Um, I I ran it. I ran. I'm not last. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> I I'm not last in the in the in the leaderboard. But I'm also not like in a running to be, you know, whatever. But my my I I was running Mega Man three NES uh, before I was running this, and when I was running Mega Man, th- Same. yeah, when I was running Mega Man three NES, like I was running with uh, Fast to CC, uh, Colonel Fatso, mm-hmm. uh, Guitar Bass, you know, Mister Cab, like people like Prissy, people like that. You know, but I was also running Mega Man Three Game Boy simultaneously to Mega Man Three NES, um, and uh, I became decent decent friends with some of the Mega Man crew, uh, some of the newer people in the Mega Man crew, and I kept pushing. I was like, "Hey, like, check out the the Mega." I was I was actually pushing Mega Man Three Game Boy, uh, even though I shouldn't have been because it's crucially difficult. Um, <laughs> But uh, it was interesting to see Indy and Prissy start diving into the Game Boy games because I figured Indy would eventually because Indy has done, you know, like DuckTales and whatnot on Game Boy. So I figured it was just a matter of time before Indy, like, dabbled into the Game Boy speedruns. I didn't actually think he would sit there and just grind those games and like reroute some of the sections and, and get world records in what three of the five of the of the games. So like yeah. it was it was really awesome to watch Indy like push that. And the 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 big the big surprise entry for me was Prissy. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like when I saw Prissy starting to get involved, I was like, oh well this is interesting because Prissy and Indy are phenomenal Mega Man runners. And as soon as I saw Prissy start getting involved, I, I got really excited because I'm like, well, that you know, that's going to pull other Mega Man runners because the Mega Man community is very competitive. Um, <laughs> yep. Very competitive. So like, I like I wanted to see more. Like I went like, oh, I'm like, yeah, let's go see some more Mega Man runners come in. You know, and then we got to see you know people like Nadua, Yoka. Um, you know, all these other people kind of come in, even though they didn't stick around as long as Indy and Prissy did. Uh, it was fun to see uh, some veteran mm-hmm. Mega Man runners come in and actually, like, at least try it. So, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, if, if you want to pick up the game, uh, like, big warning, it is hard. Yes. For sure. Um, but um, it is definitely doable easily quote-unquote getting a sub 20 time in it um i'm just gonna like i'm always comparing it to the effort i put into these things like i have maybe put 20 hours into this in total and i have a 1929 time 
compared to Andy Swee, who has put hundreds of hours already into it to get to his time, you know. But um, yeah, it's definitely doable getting sub 20. So um, and getting sub 20 basically puts you in the top 10. Like I'm still ninth place at this point. So yeah, to, yeah, you can e- easily get over my time for to sure. To put it into perspective, I have I just looked at my run. I have four and a half hours into the speed run, and I have a twenty-four yeah. minute time. So yeah, there you go. Once you learn the tricks here and there, like it, it really helps you a lot for a lot of things. The biggest gripe with this game is Cutman. Cutman, like, yeah. It's not even. It's not only casually. It's just speedrun wise as well it's just a brutal start to the game so there's a lot of resets just going there yeah that's why i said like in my thoughts the history section like if honestly if it wasn't for if it wasn't for cut man this might be my favorite mega man in the game boy series but the fact that a mm-hmm. cut man is so hard and that barrier to entry casually and as a speedrunner is just that that curve is so high and that skill cap is so high. It's just like it pushed me. If it pushed me away, and I like brutally hard video games that are unfair. Like if it's pushed me away, like it's pushed other people away. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So definitely be warned. But um, it's it's an amazing speed run. Like that's all I it's can very say. Satisfying. It's one of my favorite speed runs. Uh, yeah, it's. Even I still like it. I would maybe consider doing it again, so that's saying a lot. It's a very satisfying speedrun. I would say I would say all Mega Man speedruns, with the exception of two Game Boy, are very mm-hmm. satisfying speedruns. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of the, the pure difficulty of a Mega Man game. Right? Like Mega Man Mega Man's fair, but it's 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 tough. It's fair except for mm-hmm. Mega Man 3 Game Boy. But the you know, they're they're tough games. Um so like an actual speed run of it, and like getting a, a even just getting a time, you know, is is satisfying in itself. So yeah, it is hard, but it's also a nice introduction into the mechanics of Mega Man speed yeah. runs because this one is definitely low on switching weapons and things like that, and you don't have to worry about sliding or or anything like that. So it's a good introduction at least for some of the technically more impressive slash harder ones on nes so yeah it's a good or menuing for that matter because that becomes a big issue when it comes to like mega man nes stuff so yeah so yeah um oh yeah we'll we'll hit that we'll hit that later so yeah we're gonna take another quick short break here this is the unknown song um or the unused song rather so uh hope you enjoy it and we'll be right back back everyone so let's we'll touch on some community events here we actually got some because marathon season's starting to 
warm back up here. Uh, we'll start off with you know probably the best relay that we'll ever get to watch, which is the Kirby relay. Uh, this is the third <laughs> question mark. Uh, this is the third know. Kirby relay, I believe it is. Uh, it's going to happen April third, and oddly enough, they're not having Kirby's Dreamland one in it because no one wanted to run Kirby's Dreamland one. Um, I volunteered to be an alternate, and then we were like, "Well, no one wants to run it, so we're not going to have it in the relay." <laughs> so. Yeah. No Kirby's Dreamland 1. However, they will have Kirby's Dreamland 2 and Kirby's Block Ball for Game Boy. Yay. So uh, that's happening on April 3rd. I don't know the channel per se, but kind of keep an eye on Twitch. Um, more specifically, like Swordsman Kirby and people and yeah. Shasta, people that are really involved with uh, the Kirby community uh, way more than I am. I'll maybe retweet it. If I see it, but uh, Swordsman Kirby and Mr. Shasta are the two you probably want to follow to see what channel and what time that's starting. Since this is a Japanese uh, versus American relay, so uh, next thing we got is RGL's Retrothon submissions to this yeah. submissions to this close on March fourteenth. Uh, I don't know when this episode comes out, so. Um, and Retrothon is happening April 24th through May 1st. I've already submitted two games to this. I submitted Jill of the Jungle and Hugo 3 MS-DOS games. <laughs> uh, I'm going to submit some Game Boy games. I just haven't decided which Game Boy games I'm going to submit yet. Uh, next thing we got is Calithon's Gold Rush number two. These are little mini marathons that Calithon puts on. This is happening March 13th. Again, I don't know when this episode comes out. Uh, submissions for this are closed, obviously. Uh, then we have Midspring Speed Fling, which is put on by Midwest Speed Fest. Uh, this is going on April 22nd through April 25th. Submissions for this is closed. And are you ready? This is going to be an in-person and online event. Wow. This will be a, a, hy oh, a hybrid event, unless something bad happens. Yeah. Right, right. Unless something really bad happens, then, you know, it's going to be an online event. But as of right now, it is going to be an hybrid event. So that's kind of cool. That is exciting. Yeah. Um... That's what we got for upcoming marathons. We don't... Yeah. That's what we got for upcoming marathons. We may have more in the upcoming episodes with Power Up With Pride and GDQ and whatnot. But as of right now, this is what we have. Um, so yeah. We can hop over to listener questions, which... There's a couple real ones, but I have one. You said that you were going to talk about the white suit on Mega Man. And you didn't. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, that's why I wanted to tie this in here because you had some quote-unquote joke questions as well. Um, so, like you said, why is Mega Man blue? Is he cold? Is he made of water? <laughs> is he actually Water Man? So, um, the reason why Mega Man is blue, um, and a lot of people will think like, oh, it's because of the NES, because they had to have a nice contrast so you would see the character, blah, blah, blah. No, that wouldn't make sense because he changes colors when he yeah. has a power-up. So uh, Originally, Mega Man was going to be white, 
Um, and that's why it kind of ties in into the the cover for the European one, but it has nothing to do with it. Uh, But yeah, originally he was going to be white, but um, the creator who made the sprite work saw that the animations uh, didn't get portrayed well enough on the NES uh, while he was uh, white, so he changed it to a light blue color, so uh, the animations would just come out better. That's that's the reason why he's blue. So originally he was white. No. Yeah, I can see that with the animations that kind of probably just blend into one another. Yeah, yeah indeed. That. So yeah, there you go. That's why Mega Man is actually blue, um, and now he's known as the Blue Bomber. Uh, that's yeah. That that's also why. Like I made that joke in in a drawing, like uh, with Mega Man and Proto Man standing next to each other. Uh, and Proto Man is actually called Blues, while Mega Man is the Blue Robot. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a dumb joke, but yeah. Um, so yeah, originally he was supposed to be white. Uh, so yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, but yeah, let, let's see uh, the questions. Yeah, Ariel asked, "Why is this a bad game?" But um, he clearly was talking about Mega Man Two game. Clearly, so, uh, we, we're just uh, ignoring that question completely. Uh, <laughs> um, Ariel also asks, is that why there's no water Waterman on Mega Man 1? Uh, tying into your questions, is he actually Waterman? There actually still is... There still is no Waterman. No. Waterman doesn't exist in Mega Man. Uh, the only thing that comes close is Aquaman. Which basically means water, but... Sounds cooler. Well, we have a, we've had a few um, Robot Masters in water. You know, like... in what? Yeah, yeah there, there are a lot of water-based ones, but they're... An actual Waterman uh, doesn't exist in, no. uh, in the Mega All right, Capcom, series. if you're listening, Mega Man 12, Waterman. <laughs> Waterman. Uh, it's it's just too get rid of that. Get uh, rid of that double it, gear shit, though. No one it, wants that. Yeah, t- yeah, no, I don't want that anymore <laughs> either. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, so Ariel asks another question, an actual question here. Uh why the great occurrence of mixing robot masters from the NES games? I think it's just something they went with and they just used it for for the, the other games. Like, I don't think there's an actual reasoning behind it that it was just a cool idea. I think. Uh, I think yeah, it, it could be a cool idea, but I also think that like these this game came out after Mega Man Four, right? Yeah. yeah. So like we were already like at the end of the Mega Man series for NES. So, if we're making a, a Mega Man Game Boy game, Mega Man 1, like, where are we going to start it? Mega Man 5? Like, that kind of doesn't make sense, right? Unless we made it, you know, its own its own spinoff, like what Mega Man 5 Game Boy turns into. So, like, I feel like they just yeah. kind of tied Mega Man 1 and 2 together to, like, try and catch the series up. So... Like, you have Mega Man 1 and 2 in DWR, then you have 2 and 3 in Mega Man 2, 3 and 4 in Mega Man 3, then 4 and 5 in Mega Man 4, and then Mega Man 5 Game Boy is just its own unique entity. You know, but I feel like they, yeah. they did it for, yeah, it, you know, it's a cool thing, but I also feel like they did it to catch up the Game Boy series or franchise up with the NES series or franchise. Since the Game Boy came out in 89, the first ga- the first Mega Man comes out in ninety one. Like we're already well past the first four. You know we're already done with half of the Mega Man entries for NES. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... And it's just a nice throwback. Instead of just going completely... Uh, original. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was their first time. Um, and, and like Inafune said in his quote, like the, the guy who was team leader for this game was a huge Mega Man fan. So, of course, he would just... Uh, build on what already was there and it's a safe bet as well because again like i said before we started talking about the game a lot of people still don't realize Mega Man is on game boy um but it's it's a good marketing thing promotion thing to show that like hey remember these guys from the early Mega yeah. Man games they're in this game as well so um that's definitely something that uh that would have uh, come to mind with them. It's really hard to find any actual information about the development of this <laughs> this game, uh, besides that quote. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a, a few things, and it was a nice idea, and they just sticked with it. So, yeah. <clears throat> I li- so and then we. I like legs. As qu- yeah. I like legs. This question here: what what bosses would you take out and put in? Uh, if you get to pick which bosses should go in. Yeah. I would... I would remove... Fireman. And I would replace Fireman with Gutsman. Okay. That's all I would do. Interesting. Because... Well, we, we, have, we already have Flame, we have flame Man... Already in the next four robot masters, so why do we need two? Fi- <laughs> yeah. Why do we need two fire robots? Yeah, that's true. You know, so like I would either re- I would replace Fireman with either Gutsman or Bombman. Um, I wouldn't replace any of the four Mega Man Two robot masters because mm-hmm. I get to face off against the other four in Mega Man Two <laughs> in the next one. So I wouldn't replace any of them. I would just replace Fireman with either Guts or Bomb. Right, right. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't replace any, to be honest. Like, I think they made the right choice with those four. Um, especially because, like, Bombman and Gutsman, the, the way they fight for their first attempt to make a Mega Man game, I think it would have been really hard to program those two in well enough for it to work. Um, because like Gutsman thing is throw very huge rocks that split up into four sprites, um, and do a ground pound that causes Mega Man to like, uh, shake. Um, I guess that was a little bit too much for them. And the same with like Bomb Man when he throws his, uh, when he throws his bombs, like there's a huge explosion and I, I think it wouldn't have worked well on Game Boy at all. Um, like fireman they actually changed up a bit because in the original game when fireman shoots out his uh his huge fireball um the little flames linger on the screen and you can get hurt by them and they removed that from this version because it would probably have caused way too many issues on a game boy so i think they went with uh with the correct robots um what maybe but again, they probably just ran out of space. Um, maybe like one more boss in between that is not a robot master, but but like a another original boss or something like that. So just yeah, another boss. Like it shouldn't have been one from Mega Man One or Two. 
because I can't really think of any noticeable <laughs> bosses from that, but yeah, I don't know. One extra boss would have been nice. That is that is not a robot master. That's maybe. fair. Almost like the Susie in Mega Man 3 or 2 or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, something like that indeed. Yeah, But again, I'm pretty sure they just... They wanted to, but they were just not familiar enough with a platform. Or like, a, or like a Dark Shadow stage like in Mega Man 3 NES. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But yeah, no, I like I I get their choice. Like I get their four choices, right? Because they're just the en- the 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 enemies are just basic projectiles, right? Like their their attack yeah. is just a basic small projectile. I I get it. Like yeah, Gutsman. Like there's like we mentioned earlier. Like there's not a lot of maneuverability because they didn't shrink down the sprites at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely get why Gutsman and Bombman aren't in it. But I'm just saying, I that's I would rather see them in it than Fireman. Yeah. Or replace yeah, replace I don't, I don't Flame think Man those with are... another Mega Man Two boss. Like I don't want two fire robot masters in the same game. Yeah, they could have maybe changed that up. Sure. Yeah. Especially since you don't use Flame Man's weapon at all. Do you? Yeah. Oh, Heat Heat Man. Yeah, yeah. Heat Man. Whatever uh, his name is. Yeah, no, um, it has its uses. Like, there's one part in the space station where you can use it to get an extra life uh, if you want to. But basically, for the first phase of uh, of Wily's machine, that is the weakness if you charge it up completely. Um, and it's also actually used in the uh, speedrun as the weapon because it fires a lot faster than anything else. And um, if you charge it at least to the second level, it does a little bit more damage. So um, it's an easy way to get get rid of that boss quickly. But you can use anything else uh, as well. But yeah, Heatman's weapon is basically for Wily Phase 1. Or we can use a different robot master. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my only gripe, is that there were just two fire robot masters. That, that's yeah, my only issue. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Is that all the Mega Man questions? That's all the Mega Man questions. Mega Man. Yep, that's all of them. Also, did you see that uh, there's more... more, more leaks happening with Maverick Hunter, which was the Mega Man first-person shooter that got canceled? No. Speaking of Mega Man news, yeah, I just read it on Twitter a little bit ago. (laughs) 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 Well, you were taking a break, and I was bored, and Legs probably didn't want to hear me hum the Mega Man 3 theme song anymore, so... So I've been watching Fast to play Mega Man Three because he's got he got back in the speedrunning again, and I enjoy yep, he's back. At I it. enjoy watching Fast to stream. So, um, yeah. Uh, out. Do you want to do the outro since it was your intro? Oh <coughs> yeah. If if my voice doesn't die halfway if through it, because I am absolutely wrecked here, at this point. Here's what happens <laughs> if your voice dies halfway through. I'll say the last word that you said, and then legs can just like blend the word together, and it would just sound like it was just a normal outro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's absolutely gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, but yeah, that's uh, that's all we have to say about uh, Mega Man Dr. Wily's Revenge. And uh, we've covered all the questions we had, so it's time for our usual outro, which is absolutely not scripted, and that's why we never know what we're really going to say throughout this section. So uh, but yeah, you can, of course... Uh, get in contact with us to uh, share your thoughts and suggestions. Um, and you can do that in a lot of ways. Um, the best probably is to comment on our tracks, uh, wherever you find them, um, so we can read them. But you can also contact us personally, of course. Like, for instance, you can find me on Discord as Moole, but you probably need to be in the same server to find me. That way. I think that's how... I, yeah. Uh, Discord works. Um, but yeah, you can also contact me on Twitch or on Twitter, of course, or on YouTube. And um, that's very easy because it's all the same uh, handle, which is Moolah, uh, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, and of course, like I mentioned a few times before, I have an Instagram and I just post some random things on there that don't really tie into anything usually, but... Uh, like, the last thing I posted were my draw maps while playing through Sword of Hope. <laughs> like, nobody cares about those. It's bad pictures, to be honest, as well, because I, I'm absolutely bad at taking pictures. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you want some random behind-the-scenes what is uh, what is Mullet doing with his life stuff, uh, that, that's a place to go to. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, where can they find you, EBC? <clears throat> you can find me at eBloodyCandy on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. That's right. And you can find me at just EBC in, in the Discord. I'm pretty pretty simple when it comes to the Discord life. Um, yeah. I don't post. Like, my Instagram posts are, are a lot of art-related things, like, drawings mm. and photography and stuff so uh you don't yeah. get to see too much behind the scenes of my life outside of just me being outside um <laughs> and then yeah yeah and then yeah you can find our awesome wonderful producer legs at sprinty legs on twitch and twitter legs on youtube legs in discord and then her project website www.sprintylegs.com where you can find all of her projects that she is working on with herself or with Petra, and also the the Game Boy database that we have all been working on and trying to get rolling. So, yeah, but if you have any suggestions for her, uh, for for like making these podcasts, make sure to contact her. Like for instance, removing all of my audio because you don't like listening to me or something like that. Uh, just just uh, make sure to contact her and she'll, she'll make sure to, to do that. She's probably actually going to do that. Right now. We, no, we're, we're, we're keeping the Petra dish joke in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, all of all of that information can, of course, easily be accessed by uh, visiting our website, which is thisisgameboy.com. There's links to all of our social media and uh, contact opportunities throughout there. And it's a lot easier than actually typing things into your browser because that is lame. Uh, that is not cool. That is... It is very dumb to do. Um, but of course, you can find some other stuff on there as well. Um, 
for instance, how to uh, support us. Um, and with support us, we mean with money. Uh, <laughs> like you can, you can of course support us just by listening to us or you can like our tracks on wherever you like them or rate our tracks or things like that or just spreading the news about that we exist so that more people will listen to us. But if you do want to help us out uh, from a financial point of view, um, because we do have to pay bills for making this podcast as well, you can do that in two ways. One of them is by uh, visiting our our Patreon, which is just uh, Patreon slash This Is Game Boy, um, where you can uh, do like a monthly subscription thing if you don't know what Patreon is. Uh, with an amount that you choose, uh, you can do whatever you want. I think it just starts at one dollar and uh, goes up from there. Um, and yeah, all the the money we get through that will, like I said, be used to pay our bills, which is the SoundCloud. Uh, account uh, our website account and things like that and of course we want to pay legs more uh, because most of the time she's doing this for free um, and it's nice to give her some money for all the time she puts into making us sound way better than we actually are in real life um, if a monthly subscription is not your thing uh, because you already have a Netflix account, you have a Disney Plus account, you have an HBO Max account. It, like you have all of these accounts like Amazon Prime, which is the same. Actually, that's also Amazon Prime. Twitch Turbo. Um, but if Twitch Turbo, does that still it does. exist? It does, yeah. Uh, whatever. Um, soon you're gonna, you can subscribe to us on our Twitter uh, what what are they calling it? Super Twitter, super Twitter. super, what? super tweets. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, you can do that as well. But no, seriously, uh, we do have like a PayPal, PayPal, PayPal <laughs> account as well, where you can just like do a one-time donation or something to help us out, and you can find that uh, the button to go to that um, on our website for sure. Of course, Patreon allows us to give you access to some. Uh, exclusive things and that ties into discord and stuff like that so that's easily for us to set up paypal does not have that integration so if you do want to well we we are going to give you the same benefits but we will need a little bit more information uh, from you so let us know in the notes like what your username on our discord is or things like that or any other way we can uh, <clears throat> we can show you the behind the scenes stuff um so yeah, make sure to to definitely do that if you want to support us through PayPal. Yeah, and don't pay Paul. Yeah, we don't know a Paul. I don't. Well, yeah. I don't know. I I know a couple Pauls, I guess, but don't pay them because they they they're, they're you know whatever. <laughs> just don't pay. Just yeah, don't there, pay there's Paul. No, there's no. <laughs> there's no Paul <laughs> tied to this. Uh, <laughs> to this uh, podcast at this moment. Uh, maybe in the future there will be a Paul. Uh, maybe. But yeah. Maybe. We, you never and at know. that point, we'll forget about this joke, and then someone will bring it up and we'll just look at him funny because we won't remember it. Yeah, and then we will just not pay Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we're getting muted for the last minute of the <laughs> outro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So yeah, all dumb jokes aside, uh, and that's about all we have for this time. So um, I'm looking at the notes here, and I don't see a new 
a new game yet, so I'll just have to wait here a little bit now. <laughs> this is because Suffrum needs to understand that we pick our games on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This happens every time. Let's do Amazing Penguin. Because it's yeah. a puzzler, at least it's a puzzle action game, which is a genre we don't really cover all that much. And it's adorable, and it has a killer soundtrack, and it's made by Nasume. So. Yeah. And it will be episode 36, and it's been 18 episodes since we've done Pingu. So that works out. Oh, wow. Because 36 is. 18 yeah. times 2. So. Yeah. so what's 18 times yeah, 3? Because that... that's when we have to do Penguin Wars. Pe- oh, no. And then 18 <laughs> times 4, we'll have to do Penguin Land. Oh, God. No, let's stop after this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do Amazing Penguin next episode. Next time you hear from Newt, both Newt. of us. Yeah, there's a lot of nooting that happens. Especially when the pencil hits you. <laughs> so yeah next time you hear from mo and i together we'll be discussing amazing penguin which is an adorable action puzzler for the game boy so until next time ta-ta later man
Yeah, all of all of the projects Lex is making in her petri dish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like that joke a lot. <laughs> oh boy.